0: Welcome
1: to the Making Laps Podcast.
2: Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me, as usual, is co host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Hello, everyone. And with us back this week from not being eaten by sharks or alligators or drowning or whatever other Florida thing goes on is our Florida connection, Florida senator and vacationer Phil Jakes. Oh, God. I I probably shouldn't drink right now. (laughs) I
1: I was right. (laughs)
2: Oh man
3: I'm so confused
2: I don't know what's going on Five days ago, huh?
0: Five views Commenting's turned off (laughs) (laughs) No, I wouldn't make fun of special people. He he, didn't look like it. Before he... uh, Why is my mouse not working right?
2: I think you're using the wrong mouse. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Help! Uh, (laughs) Rating while Jesse fixes his mouse.
3: why, Why did my impression have to be of special needs people?
2: Maybe I'm the asshole here. Rating, <laughs>
3: uh, one point six. Ouch! It was fucking terrible.
0: He, he did a vape. <laughs> he, he blew a vape right in the beginning of the video too, which you can't see.
2: Bright help. Um, apparently Jesse has. Uh, you know what? I'll just give you my. Th- Again, if anybody's new to this show, we do this live to tape. So welcome. Uh, we don't actually edit the show. We just kind of let things roll as it goes. I fixed it. Oh, so I pulled my mouse apart to give you my battery for no reason. This is again. I just had
0: to spin the battery.
2: Okay, so that means the battery is pretty much dead in that one. All right. So anyway, like I said, you can find us if you're interested. We do put this at the end of the show, but if you want to find us on social media, we'll put it ahead of time because people usually don't listen to all, all the way to the end. So you can find us on, like, Instagram and... Uh, I think it's just Instagram and Facebook. Instagram's at Making podcast, facebook.com slash podcast. You can find us there. By the way, if you do want to send us some feedback, angry letters or something, because you probably will after this episode, uh, you can do so over at MakingLapsePodcast at gmail.com if you feel like typing it out, or you can yell at us over at uh, anchor.fm slash MakingLapse. I figured I'd get that out of the way now. That way you wouldn't have to wait two hours for the uh, end of the show so that you could get the, all that information later. But anyway, we'd usually start our episodes off with personal updates. Now, Phil was the only person who actually did something, and it wasn't racing-related. <laughs> <laughs> How was your vacation, Phil?
3: It was uh, it was glorious and rather unexpected. At, like, I don't know, Sunday afternoon, Daniel sent me a text, said, Hey, you want to go to the Keys? So we went to the Keys.
2: <laughs> no, I don't want to be warm-
3: Dude, it was, I've never felt water that warm to where, like, if you're sitting down in the water on the sand, just having a drink, talking to your buddies, getting up and standing up in the heat is actually cooler than sitting in the water.
2: I live on, well, I don't live on, but I live within walking distance of a lake. And I'll be honest with you, Jesse, you've experienced this. In the dead of summer, that lake is
3: warm.
0: Yeah, that lake's pretty warm.
2: However, we live in New England and it's a lake so that means it is brown as uh, dog shit and cloudy as the same but, well this uh... was
3: crystal clear we could see 25 thirty feet down we went and watched the sunset out by the uh, the sandbar and the flats and it was a good time
2: was it the uh, was this some kind of chartered all-male vacation or
3: <laughs> no there was I mean. It was Daniel, his dad, some of the, their female friends. Oh, okay, uh, so it was just normal. Yeah, then. like, it was whatever. <laughs> we were just all hanging out.
2: It wasn't too high of a ratio then. Okay. Yeah. No. Sausage fast. You only had to dock the boat.
3: Not until the last <laughs> day once everybody kind of left. <laughs> That's <Not laughs> the to... only
2: docking going on? <laughs> okay, just making sure. Jesus
3: Christ. <laughs> Y'all are fucked.
2: <laughs> we haven't had you on in a week. We have to save all this. Sword shit. fight.
3: Sword fight. <laughs> hey, sword I, fight. I, I might go back in a couple of weeks. There's still I mean, opportunities though
2: you live there. Why wouldn't you? It's only what I, six hour drive?
3: Five and a half. We only say this because of
2: jealousy. There. Yeah, we do say this out of jealousy because we still live where the air is. Your song last face. week was last week was Lonely Island. I think he actually it? listened.
0: Oh oh he did.
2: Oh okay. I did. I
3: Which listened is- to all the ragging. It was funny.
2: <laughs> well, that's par for the course. If somebody doesn't show up, they get ragged on. So just expect no, but
3: it. Racing-wise, I uh, actually got the car ready, finished getting it ready yesterday, put a new spoiler on it, um, put it on scales, and we're going to New Smyrna Speedway this Saturday afternoon for the 25-lap. Just a regular feature for them, but I want to get the car – kind of dialed in on big track mode because DeSoto's coming up at the end of the year and there's a race coming up at uh, Cordill in Georgia that I kind of would like to run depending on how everything goes this week. Um, but looking mm-hmm. forward to getting back on a big track. It's been a while.
2: Yeah, I could say the same.
3: <laughs> especially because my last two finishes, they were second and third.
2: I mean, I could say the same, but I did go like two days or three days in a row, back to back to back to three tracks in a week ago or two weeks ago or whatever. But I don't even remember when my next race is, for God's sakes. I'm just kind of thinking out loud. But did you have anything else? I didn't mean to, like, cut you off or nothing.
3: No, that's it for right now.
2: All right. So I got in the shop, and uh, it's, you know, summer, basically. Uh, <laughs> so Definitely. It's, yeah, it's hot up here. But, you know, northern hot is different than southern hot because southern hot is, you're used to it because it's hot all the time. Northern hot is, uh, hey, it was like 10 degrees, and you were used to that uh, three months ago. Now it's 90. So you don't have time to get used to it. So you always... It's also humid hot. It's also very humid right now for some odd reason. I mean, we're getting absolutely monsooned on lately. But... I mean, a dry
0: hot's not very good either. I mean, Arizona sucks. It's dry, it's... and it's 120. It's still hot, though.
2: You know, guess what else
0: is dry and really hot? It's your fucking oven.
2: Yeah, that sucks, too. So, let's see here. I'm trying to figure out when my next race is. It's a Wednesday, July 26th. Okay. So, it's it's just a, one of those open modified deals. Dash for cash. Double features for SK Lights. So, I got a few weeks. Uh, well, two weeks, at least. Uh, so, I've been working on the car. and Just kind of going through it. Doing general maintenance. I did put a video out about the beginning of that maintenance because i was going to do more but apparently it was going a lot longer than i expected and i just was starting to get heat stroke from being outside in the heat too long and uh, my garage is about 100 degrees so that's fun so you can find those videos over at youtube.com slash brent gleason if you haven't subscribed please consider doing so over there because i actually do some pretty decent videos i would say so i'm kind of bragging, but I don't think it's really bragging at this point. Um, anyway, so I dug into the car with as much as I possibly could and not, like, pass out or anything. Um, so I got the rear end taken apart because it felt like it felt like there was a lot of mechanical friction in it. And I'm glad I did because I found a torn axle seal in it, so that was a good uh, preventative maintenance item. Uh, so I got that torn apart, figured out that the gear chuck in the center was uh pretty pretty tightly built. I didn't build this one, but it was really tight, and I was really kind of concerned over the longevity of the bearings and stuff in it because, man, it was really, really tight. Like It took me a lot of work just to loosen the thing back up and remeasure tolerances and junk. So um, that was kind of a process, and luckily I got that done. It's back to where I can find it to be manageable, and hopefully it won't overheat the rear because it was getting the the oil pretty hot because the tolerances were a little too iffy. So I'm like, okay, well, now hopefully that'll be better. I still got to yank the transmission out because I tried to downshift after coming off the track. It didn't want to go into gear, just ground. I'm like, oh, that's good. I think I got 12 races on a rebuild, and it's just kind of not happy. So that could have been user error. I don't know. I'm thinking it's not me. I don't think it's a clutch either because I can still take off just fine. So I got to go through the transmission. And we're putting some heads together. I got a text message chain going with Joe Brockett and Phil and all these people trying to figure out how to make the car better. And we got a lot of irons in the fire. A lot of stuff to try out. And I'm kind of excited to do so. I'm looking at Waterford's practice schedule, actually, because they might have one going on july 20th which would be a little bit over well, like six days i think it's six days ahead of thompson and if i can get a car to hook up there i can probably get one to hook up at thompson let's be fair so i'm i'm really kind of on the fence maybe instead of going to stafford or whatever i'll go to that just open practice at waterford maybe i can shake it down again maybe we can learn something maybe i'll bring parts maybe i'll actually bring help this time and uh Maybe we can... I don't go until strike until August. Ah, damn it. All right, so... (laughs) Maybe I'll call up other help then. Yeah, hopefully you do go on strike, because that would be nice. I'm going to go on strike just to stick it up their ass. I'm tired of this shit. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't think I have a strike clause in my contract, but... Anyway. uh, (laughs) So, that's kind of where we stand right now. We don't have a heck of a lot going on, because, you know, we all race super part-time. Jesse's incredibly part-time.
0: <laughs> there are spiders taking over my garage. It's really weird. They've banded together, Dan. I'm not going to defeat them anytime
2: soon. It's roving gangs of spiders at this point. So, um, yeah, so that's our personal updates, I guess. Does anything have... No? Yes? No? Alright. Why don't we wander on into the second and most beloved, so you, and maybe not... find one. Maybe not most beloved... Uh, segment of the, uh, show. And that will be the DARF comment of the week. Uh, you sure you want to do this? I don't really know if I want to do this, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> oh boy. But just understand that this DARF comment of the week this week is, uh, going to be a blanket. Darf comment of the week. I know I haven't done that in a while, but I felt it was time to do so because I... ah, I'm just going to do it anyway. Okay, so, anyway. Sorry, I'm reading, like, four things at once here. For this week's Darf comment of the week... Pardon me while I rub my forehead, because this is going to be bad. Waterford fans and teams, we need to have a talk. Especially those on social media. Uh, This weekend there was an issue that resulted in a winner being disqualified in post-race technical inspection for improper fuel. Uh, Phil, I think you might have probably seen or heard about this, even from Florida. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. Okay, so this is something, and uh, for backstory, we're going to go over the race later, but we're going to go over the uh, talking points of it Right now. Uh, Because, uh, to be fair, I'm going to mention this later, also, just because I need to mention this multiple times, I like everybody involved. Like, I'm friendly with them, I like the people that all of this has happened to, I like all the people who, well, most of the people, who (laughs) were commenting on this sort of thing. So, again, it's it's not against the people directly, that's why I put a blanket on it. Now, this was about in the, the media of the social media age we have to we
0: have to just ha, put a disclaimer of and caveats on every goddamn thing we say
2: which I hate doing but it's
0: annoying as fuck but you have to do it.
2: Yeah, I have to. That's why I'm stumbling over myself in order to do it because I hate doing All it. All right,
0: so the two car what is it? Uh, the Derek Anderson car.
2: All yeah, right. Derek Anderson, you know, ripped came, off the Band-Aid Brent. He came on he came <laughs> out of like it. nowhere, kept his nose clean. You know, he's been racing part-time. Mhm. Kind of a guy like me. Can't really afford to do a lot. Has his equipment. The cost of racing's gone up. Doesn't want to get rid of it, but can still race it part-time. Sounds Impressive. really sounds really familiar, right? So, he... Th- all the right things happened. It fell into his lap, and he capitalized on it, and he came down with a win. Unofficially. And then in tech, um, he got tossed for improper fuel. We'll go into it. This is something that we have stumped for on this show for a long time. And it is getting tracks to stop forcing cars with crate engines to run racing fuel. Waterford's okay. not the only one that does it. A C T does know it. A C T Stafford does it. Thompson eh, actually kinda doesn't. Yeah. Um But we'll gloss over that because some people actually do. I think if you're an ACT car, you still have to if you race at Thompson. Right. Uh, So anyway, the whole purpose of Crate Engines was to offer a cheap solution for racers that has longevity, cuts costs, but racetracks found a way to hang racers upside down and shake what little spare change they have left by still mandating that they run racing fuel. That's Marxism for you right there.
0: (laughs) That is Marxist (laughs) Motors. Right there. However... The government always makes the squeeze.
2: Just do it. We haven't done it in so long. Okay. Now, this is where the Darf comment comes in. Because it's a blanket term, because everybody was losing their goddamn minds over the fact that they got thrown out for this. Now... And they, I've saw a lot of people just trashing the racetrack over this. Now, when the rules clearly state what fuel is legal, and you are running an unapproved fuel, again, that's the rules. And yeah, it is, in fact, perfectly justifiable to throw you out. We know it's not a performance advantage to run pump gas. Hey, that was the next sentence I said. Well. For those of yeah. you saying, well, it's not a performance advantage, so why throw them out? I'm sorry. <laughs> we all agree with you, I think. Uh, all, I'm right in saying. Yes. Yes. I'm waiting on Phil to agree.
0: His silence okay, he is shakes.
2: clear. Okay, he shakes his head yes. Um, But if, uh, again, we're fully on your side. Uh, but but I if, have
3: work emails coming in, Sorry.
2: Oh, just do your thing. I got a rant Work going here. Work emails is code for 40-year-old cougar hoover. Multiple. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. But
0: <laughs> No expression. <laughs> Damn,
2: we tried too. All right, Sorry. again, we're fully on your side about this rule. But if you start to simply allow someone to just skirt the rule book, even a little bit, even for something like this, where do you draw the line? What else do you let by? You know? What if this one guy has a tire on his car not in his inventory so they just let it go. Okay. Uh some guy has a different part but it's not quote unquote not an advantage. So you let that go. Pretty soon it snowballs out of control. People will notice that the track isn't consistent with force or enforcing rules. So they'll just make up st- people involved will just start making up stories and trying to make the staff and the track look bad and try to gain the sympathy of the fans and other racers for themselves. and It's just making everybody at the track look bad for doing their job, and I hate it. Um, because now you're just ruining the reputation of the track when they did their job. Anyway, I'm going to go into this even more.
0: I think the tech inspectors are like probably like, I'm sorry I had to do this.
2: That When I but, got thrown
0: out... But I have to do it.
2: When I got thrown out, number one, I understood. Number two, I tried to beg to get them to not do it because I didn't know anything about it. Number three... Joe walked up to me and says, I'm sorry, I have to do this. I don't want to, but I'm doing it because that's the rules. And I said, all right. And he grabs the trophy off the top of my car and walks away. And I got it. I understood. You know, I tried to plead my case. Obviously, it's not going to fix the fact that the rules were broken. But anyway, uh, let's move on here. Again, it's not... It's got to be... It can't be just, no matter how mundane or seemingly ridiculous, right? No gray area, and that is what should be acceptable for tech inspection. doesn't matter how ticky-tack, it, if it's enforced properly, there's no black and white, or there is black, just black and white, I'm sorry. There's no gray area. If the rules are enforced properly, then you really don't have any grounds. It doesn't matter if
0: it's stupid or not, it's written.
2: Yeah, as long as it's written, you may not agree with it. I don't agree with it. But if it's enforced properly, which it was, you have no grounds for protest. This is the exact reason I'm adding myself into this again, because that's what I do. Yeah, they're not conditional. This is the exact reason I don't race at Stafford right now with my car when I really want to. I can't afford to put $15 a gallon race fuel into my car that has a crate engine that doesn't require it. That's why I'm not going there. And I can't afford to put $4 gallon 93 octane in it because that's all the car needs. But their rule book says quite categorically otherwise. And I don't want to be caught with illegal fuel because that's the rule. As much as I agree with everyone about their view and their take on this, I really have to kind of scold everyone because the rule book was enforced to the letter of the law. You have zero right in this instance, to come out and trash the racetrack or its staff because fucking boo-hoo, it happened to you. I've been there. Yeah, it sucks. And yeah, it happens to everyone who runs up front at some point. But I got to admit that I really... I said it before, I really do like all the people involved, but man, take it on the chin and accept the fact that you knew the rule, you ran outside of it, and you got bounced by a tech staff that, whenever the opportunity has presented itself... Follow the letter of the law. It's called taking ownership. Besides, this isn't even a track rule. It's copied straight from the ACT rule book, And it's to make sure that they stay in compliance so that all ACT cars in the area have the same rules everywhere and can run everywhere, including the tour. You're going after the wrong people because guess what? The ACT probably would have tossed you out with this one as well. Uh, less <sighs> apologetically, too. Um, again, I just, I got to hand listen, you. If, listen,
0: listen, go ahead, go ahead. Listen, if you, if you want to fight stupid rules, do it at the end of the season, in the off season, not in the middle
2: of the season
0: when it's all been written down before.
2: There's a couple things that work when you want a rule change. Um, car count can go down. Leave your car at home. Keep writing to the track. Get everybody to write to the track. Everybody in the division. You make a big enough stink and they have no choice but to at least look into it, especially when no one's there. If they don't have a car count, they have to do something to get it up. Then they're going to start listening to the racers if they don't already. So, again, there's better ways to go about it than just calling the track idiots when you are 100% at fault. Yeah. And that's why, this week, I had to hand the Darf comment of the week out to everybody trashing the racetrack for someone else screwing up and the track catching them. I'm not going to say may God have mercy on your souls this week. By the way, does anybody else have any more to add to this? I know nope. Phil's kind of been hanging out. and No? All right. I just I just wanted to cover all my bases, but guys, seriously, take it on the chin. Please. You know, we can't. By destroying the reputations of tracks, we this track doesn't need the I help mean, right now. Just take
0: ownership. I mean, do you really want to go down the road of, well, maybe we have rules
2: enforced and maybe we don't? We don't want it that. I want black and white. I want exactly what's there, enforce it to the letter. That's it. You know what I mean? Uh, play the music. I'm not going to tell them the other thing. So, the fuck? Please, please kill we play the music for everybody, so sorry. You should really kill
1: yourself. Please, please kill
2: yourself. I don't get worked up that often, but if you look at the overall health of short track racing right now, it's not good. Um, How many cars? Yeah, I mean, well, we'll get into car counts later, but they weren't that great at Waterford. Seekonk had off. Uh, So, they had a few, a couple extra ACs. I ACT think Waterford cars. had
0: Sailfest this
2: week. They also had Sailfest, yes. Yep. And uh, racers aren't going to take Sailfest off because you know, they don't, don't give a sh- shit about boats. Phil.
3: What? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know you're in Florida. It doesn't count. Boats are, boats pretty- are fun. I know. I want to get a pontoon boat just so I can go float around and uh, play loud music. Uh, and get my kid to jump no, off uh, it and go. Yeah, I, don't like,
0: I don't like the ocean. There's monsters in it.
2: Yeah, that's why I was just going to go out on the lake. But again, racing doesn't need the help and seriously just take ownership of it. God almighty, it's so painful to watch people blame the track when you are definitely Racers have never done anything fault. wrong ever. We all know this. This is why tracks come up with social media clauses in their rule books. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> this is why. It's because of this stupid shit. Sorry, I just call a spade a spade. If I do something stupid, feel free to call me out, too. But at least when I got DQ'd from the biggest win of my life, the only time my son's ever been in victory lane with me, at least I took it like a goddamn man. All right, moving on. I don't think we have any news from last week that we missed because we released the show too early, also known as Not So News. (laughs) No, we don't have any. Which is the longest segment title in history, but I don't care because our cousin named it, so that's fine. Anyway... There was a lot of local racing that still took place, even though Seacon was off. We had Stafford. If anybody wants to see the rundowns on that, plus we can go over the the points because uh, we've been doing that lately. Do we have any penalty notices? By the way, I don't uh... not up yet as of air. Oh, that's right. That's a news from last week type of deal. They usually put them up on Tuesdays. Yeah. And we record on Mondays. Anyway, it was the GAF Open eighty, so there were no heat races. Which, to be fair, um, you could probably squeeze those in, but eh, they're the ones running the track. I guess it's done that way for a reason, so I'm not really going to complain. But that's one of the reasons I didn't bring my car up. I was thinking about racing this, you know, this weekend, but nope. I just I need heat races. I need seat time. A lot of guys need seat time, and it's only five laps. Give them a break. Anyway, limited late models started the night off. I think I got out of the shop early just so I could go inside and cool off and watch this thing. Alright, first lap incident took out Adrian Paradis and damaged Matt Clement, but the race stayed green. I saw Paradis coming down backstretch with his right front flat, and the body pretty beat up. So, Alright, moving to lap number four, as Devin Jensik was making a move for the lead, Dana Ray spun and brought out a yellow. Not sure. Might have spun earlier as well, but uh, no caution. Kept it rolling, but this time brought out a caution. Okay, Jeremy Lavoy would move to second, and Jensic would fall back as Kevin Cormier would rebound into third. Lavoy and Cormier would get by leader Gary Patnode, as he would also fade late. Lavoy would go on and take down the win. Jesse, how many has he won this year? I don't. Is it two at least or one? Yeah, two. Two. Okay. All right, so I was actually right. I thought it was two for his second win of the year. Uh, it would also extend his point lead over Cormier and uh, Clement. Well, Matt Clement. There's three of them. I gotta clarify. There's a br- that's a brood. Yeah, yeah. As soon as there's three, I call it a brood, like the okay. um, Chapman's. I call them the brood. All right. So by the way, remember last week when we were talking about drivers being six year olds and can't remember their sponsors and stuff? Right. Kevin Cormier pulled a note card out of his pocket for his, victory, uh, not victory lane, but his podium interview. And I'm glad he did because did you hear how many sponsors he listed off? It had to be like 20. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like five minutes long. He's sitting there reading off a note card. I'm like, that's a smart kid right there.
3: <laughs> the, the only thing I didn't like is when the Stafford camera gave him away and zoomed out to oh. show the <laughs> new card. I was like, Come on. <laughs>
2: I would
0: pretty ca- smart. That's a good idea.
2: Um, I wouldn't care. I would just just keep reading it because it doesn't matter. You I mean, know how many sponsors, you know,
0: the Soup Savardi mini stock had with Ray Christian III driving it. Oh my God. The whole Ray thing had, their... had like millions yeah. of them. They all look like contingencies. Ray <laughs> had
2: to, Ray had to take the microphone and walk around the car because some only had one side. Right. So he had to go make sure he got all of them. He
0: got a lot of sponsors. You know?
2: <laughs> Jesus. No, that used to be fun. But yeah. See, we do need a little bit of a reminder from time to time, and Kevin Cormier is actually especially ahead after
0: of- you've got done with twenty
2: laps of Mortal Kombat. Exactly. So Cormier got ahead, a uh, step ahead of us. So I think he might have had it before. So, but when you have twenty sponsors, you better remember them all. So he wrote them all down. So that's actually very good thinking. All right. Late models are next. This one was uh, pretty well. Green for quite a while, almost a halfway. It was almost tame, almost tame. But late models are not tame there, Ever. and I I love them. Uh, Tom Fern would get by cousin Alexander Fern for the lead on lap five. By the way, did you guys hear? It was I think it was a couple weeks ago. Alexander Fern passed the bar exam for like patent law. Yeah, I'm like, holy shit, you're brilliant. Why are you driving a race car? Save your brain, like we're all idiots. <laughs> <laughs> don't
0: join us gonna be a patent attorney like Calvin's dad in Calvin and Hobbes he was oh fuck
2: he was a patent attorney wasn't he yeah, I, I mean. fucking love that comic that's probably where all my humor came from because I used to read that shit as a kid and didn't really understand it then I went back and got the box set read all of it and I'm like oh my god this shit is hilarious yeah, yeah. favorite comic as a kid oh shit I lost my notes anyway caution on lap 12 for a spin I forgot who uh, let's see. Winner of the last two races, Kevin Gambacorda, started all the way back in 14th and with only one caution would march all the way up to 2nd. So he's got that thing absolutely rolling. I'm pretty sure they might have bolted tires on this week because he said he was saving them last week.
0: Right, yeah.
2: Now here's something that happened. Uh, this race didn't end well. Tom Fern had ended pretty well. Uh, he would win handily, but coming off of Turn 4, uh, Wayne Corey Jr., and uh, Adam Gray were racing real hard. Gray kind of stuffed it under the apron on the bottom to him, and he was under there for quite a while coming off a of four, and then I think their tires kind of hit, and that's worse than body contact because sometimes they'll jerk the wheel out of your hand yeah. or it might hop a tire, and I'm pretty sure that's what happened because Corey got turned around off a of turn four, and uh, it was right in front of the field. Michael Ray came off a of turn four and absolutely clobbered him. And it actually hit him so hard it drove Corey across the line, while other cars scattered. Um, yeah,
0: that's and and the thing is is that, is that uh, you know that's the second week in a row he's been trashed. Yeah, he's been trashed sucks. hard. Adam Gray got put to the back for that.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, understandably so. Yeah. But it looked like Adam Gray stuck his nose on the bottom, and Corey get, Corey pulled the one of my moves. Oh, you chose the apron? That's the lane I'm giving you. You get the apron. Right. <laughs> you chose the apron. That's all you're going to get. You make get. it stick down there. Yeah, now you got to make it stick down there. Corey so, would finish sixth. Yeah, he managed to get blasted across the line in sixth place. Praising. <laughs> My bad. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Gray had to slow dramatically for that one. he got put to the back. Uh, I believe that win at the moment had tied Tom Fern with Woody Pitcat for second on the uh, – all-time win list. By the way, the all-time win list will come in handy all night uh, that night.
0: More on that later. More on that later. Yeah, we mean yeah, this. Yeah,
2: this time we mean it. SK Lights. All right, this was interesting. I actually had to look some stuff up. 31 SK Lights started this race. They've averaged like over 30 every single race, I swear to God. George, I saw George Bassett Jr. starting last and I had to go check the penalty notice because I'm like, well, maybe he got penalized for something, and he did because he was uh, placed on probation for the next two events from last week uh, and removed from the handicap for two events after post-race contact with another competitor. So they frowned upon that quite a bit, so he had to start last. Uh, Lap three, Haley DeZonier would spin on uh, turn three. Restart. Jason Chapman still hasn't figured out his shifter issue, and for the third time in two races, he stacked up the field, missing a shift, and Zach Brewer went spinning for a caution. Uh, Jason Chapman actually had a pretty decent race. I think he podiumed the thing. Uh, Lap five, Nick Anglais would take the lead, but that was short-lived as Tyler Berry would take a a, uh, lap later. Right after that, three separate spins at all different points of the racetrack would bring out the yellow. Uh one of the spins off of turn four was Alexander Pearl after contact from George Bissett Jr. Race officials parked Bissett for the contact since he was on probation for this and the next event.
0: Now he's in double secret probation.
2: Yeah. So I'm waiting to see what the penalty notice is on that if they extended his probation or suspended or whatever they do for that. I don't know how that works, but I think it just is like hey you're on probation, any contact you're you're done for the night type probation of deal. Probation means probation. You yeah. can't commit the crime again. Yeah, so they just so he was immediately parked him. Yeah, they just immediately parked him.
0: That's a bad night. <laughs> yeah,
2: he had a better night later. More on that later again. Uh let's see. Halfway the fight for the lead would heat up with Angles trying to grab the lead, but Tyler Berry would get a second wind, and he would take down the win, his first since last September. Sorry, Mustache.
0: I'm... <laughs> Don't call me Mustache. Don't call you.
2: <laughs> Don't call me Mustache. Are you hey, talking mustache, about Tyler Berry? Yes.
0: Don't <laughs> we'll call him Mustache. Awesome.
2: So anyway, how's the points looking for? Uh, have we gone? To, have we did points at all? We didn't do any points for late models, or we did late models. Yeah, or... we did. We That's did. We did.
3: Oh, okay. All I right. must
2: not have been listening. You are too busy talking. <laughs> oh, are, okay. Which is
0: what you're supposed to be doing. But yeah, I tell, I uh, guess yeah, so. yeah. Brian Sullivan has a forty point lead over Nick Angles. Was his hmm. three wins? That's a lot already, huh? Yeah. George Bissett, Yeah, that that suspension that the uh, that killed him.
2: Yeah, that really knocked his pee-pee in the dirt. Yeah, he's, he's third back 52 points now. Yeah. He was in contention, and now it's... Pfft. We're only eight races in, and Brian Sullivan's already got a 40-point lead. I mean, this thing's not even halfway yet. So, keep oh, stay tuned to that, I guess. Uh, let's see here. What what went out next? SKs went out SKs next. SKs because, yeah, they, got, they had to turn around and go back out for the open race. So. I'm surprised they didn't just run them first. That way to give them a little more time.
0: Yeah, me too. Usually, but I guess they are a, a headline division, so you kind of have to do both. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if the yeah. street
2: stock race goes green to checkered, that's like eight minutes. So it's like you don't get a hell of a lot of turnaround time to get out of your car, take a drink, and get back in.
0: Street stocks would never go green to checkered. No, especially this Come night. Come on. But all
2: right, let's get go do SKS anyway. All right. Excuse me. Ew. Ew. Jack and Coke time. Did you taste that
0: one or what? I tasted. I
2: smelled it. it. Keith Rocco led. i you drunk? Keith Rocco led with Anthony Bello second until a little past halfway for a spin by Steven Chapman off of turn two. Let's see here. Bello would get, or uh, did I mention him? Yeah. Bello would get by for the lead a few laps later. Then a caution on lap 29 for when Michael Jarvis got turned around in turn three, nine to go. Tyler Leary would get turned around off of turn four. Kurt Brainerd would clip someone and suffer left front damage and, Come to a stop and another caution would come out. Did you know that uh, Kurt Brainerd hasn't won a race since 2000? I know he took a lot of time off, thought, let's be fair. He took a lot of time off. I but thought it was longer than that, to be quite honest. 2000? Yeah. I thought... Well, you got to remember, 2000 was 23 years ago. Yeah. So... I thought it was in the 90s. <laughs> we... <laughs> so, I mean, uh, Wasn't he a champion at some point? Like, I want to think he was. I don't think so. I can't remember if he was or not. I don't remember. I, I'm not very well read on the whole uh, history of a lot of you these racetracks around here. Before, yeah, I know I should have, but uh, I didn't. So <laughs> I think you would buy him. Actually, I saw his name. Anyway, where were we? All right. Just as Rocco would retake the lead, the fourth caution would come out for Anthony Flannery after uh, Dylan Kopek tried a very late move into the bottom of Turn Three, sending Flannery spinning and Kopek to the rear. Rocco would keep control. As Bellow started to fade, Jimmy Blewett was coming on strong as usual. Multiple challenges by Blewett from second place; they would all come up a bit short. As Keith Rocco would pick up his first win of the year, his first win with the uh, the new team, the horse uh, Dan, Avery. Dan Avery's team. Yeah, I was going to say something about it. I have horsepower or something there. Other, I can't remember what they it's have. Like horsepower Farm or something. I know I get them confused with other horsepower team names. So anyway, what's the point uh points look like in this one?
0: We got Jimmy Blewett, sixteen head of Todd Owen.
2: Alright, so it's still pretty tight.
0: Thirty two over Steven Kopsick. And thirty six over Demon Taylor. Everybody else? Is Everybody already, else is out of it. Already out of it. Mm. I mean, we're eight races in and you're already you're already behind by a race. Points matter.
2: <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Quite a bit. All right, street stocks. This was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> this was very ugly. Uh, let's see here. How long did my notes go for? Anyway, lap seven, at least they made it that far. Two cars would spin in separate parts of the track to bring out the yellow. Sorry if I don't catch names on a lot of these, but, you That's know. That's okay. It is what it is. Restart saw Bert Ouellette in that borrowed ride get turned around off of turn two and Get hit in the nose not too bad but enough to tear the nose cover off and he also suffered a flat tire as well as johnny walker and both of them would be out of the race yep that was unfortunate because i know uh that was the car that i ran and uh, i ran it for kyle johnson and tried to help him out and Bert uh got into it because he was out of a ride and so they were trying to work together and Bert was you know doing pretty good in the car keeping his points up and you know, trying to stay in the top five in points and, yeah, just guys getting real overzealous real quick. And that's pretty much Stafford Street Stocks, let's be fair. Uh, let's see. Marvin Minkler would take control of the race after the restart, but a quick yellow would fly for Debris. Aaron Plemons and Travis Downey would then challenge and get by for the lead as uh, perennial front runner Ryan Waterman kept getting stuck in the wrong line and shuffled back further. And had to pass cars some repeatedly it seems caution for eight to go when Tyler Trott and Ryan Perry would make contact and Trot would spin okay I need to offer some commentary because this 83 car of Ryan Perry is a weapon <laughs> really? he was doing so good this year he he was I think he's kind of new or he He's a rookie. He is okay. That's good. That I can at least give him a little bit of credit. He's but,
3: fast enough to be dangerous.
2: But um he, he's all over the place sometimes. Like you he's one of those guys where you don't know where he's going. And um I I raced against him once this year, and only once. And I was like, "Wow. I don't even know how to approach this guy." <laughs> Like, I don't know how to come near them. You, you it's easy on the bottom. Well, Ryan Waterman <laughs> tried that a few times and uh, got ran into the infield. And then when he got by, got pounded in the back bumper uh, by Perry and sent back up the racetrack. So it's like... Jesus, the guy's blocking him all over the racetrack, and then when he finally gets by, he just hammers him. So that pissed Waterman off, and he went back and absolutely just drilled him back. And I'm like, this is going to get really ugly really fast. But, yeah, Tyler Trott wasn't too happy with Perry because uh, he feels like he got chopped. I don't really know. The camera angle, I couldn't tell. I don't know. I can't make an opinion when I can't see what happens. So, uh Anyway. Caution with four to go for Minkler. He got a little bit squirrely and then tagged the turn two wall, unfortunately, as the battle for the lead began to really heat up. Two to go. Downey would make his move on the bottom of Plemons. Plemons looked like he was getting a little bit too loose, he mentioned in the uh, post-race interviews as well. And uh, Downey would hang on to win his first race of the year. I know Plemons was incredibly hard on on, uh, himself after the race. He says, I've been in the lead twice and lost it twice, and it's all down to me, and I'm like, well, you know, your setup might have something to do with it, too, because it looks like it overheats the hell out of the right rear. I mean, that this could is your be first you, year. And... Take it easy, bro. Yeah, that, okay. I mean, that could be you. <laughs> it could be your setup. You know, work on it, Man. fix it, try to adjust it. I'm sure you'll be fine. You know, you're you're already light years ahead of where I was, so... I mean, come I on. Don't you're think all right. He was thinking about that. No, obviously not. I mean, I'm trying to just interject myself into everything. Like but a, uh, like a woman. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. I was just going to say an ego mentalist. But um, So, yeah, Travis Downey picked up his first win. Let's go to the Open 80.
0: So, the, yeah, Ryan oh, yeah, I'm sorry. got 12 points on Travis Hyder.
2: Hydar had a little bit more clean of a race than Ryan.
0: And then there's nobody near ears. Yeah. Brenson. Hold on, what's Interject? Where am I? Brent Let's interject Brent. He's he's 29th.
2: Still 29th. Yes. Am I tied with Kyle even though he ran only one race as well?
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Oh no, he's know. got me by a bit cuz he actually finished way better than I did. Well, he also started well, probably the same place. <laughs> let's be fair. Uh, Anyway, it's his car. He's more familiar with it. I was a lot more scared <laughs> to drive it given our track record with driving other people's cars. I think we've mentioned it on the show. We were like, what, oh for 6 or 7 <laughs> driving other people's cars. Hey, I broke the streak. That's all I care about. All right, open 80. Matt Gallo and Joey muchacharo would get together in turn one, bring out the caution. Uh, Only four laps in. Lap 19, the first Open 80 winner this year, Glenn Reen went around off of turn four for another caution. Lap 29, Austin Bissett spun out in turn two. Let's see. Lap 50, Todd Owen lost an air cleaner assembly, oh, yes. and it resulted in a perfectly placed tire strategy caution. That thing launched off of that car, It was too. like a bomb went off. It just went. Yep, it was actually kind of funny looking. Yeah. Uh, The flagman actually ducked because he didn't know where that thing was going. I saw him get out of the way. (laughs) Luckily, they can duck behind the fence there, which is a nice uh, safety feature for those guys. But yeah, that thing went launching. Uh, Let's see. Woody Pitcat and George Bissett Jr., which I mentioned before, they were the class of the field this time. They started on the front row. Uh, they were up front most of the race. Bassett and he wasn't on probation for this one. No, he wasn't. There's a pr- <laughs> his probation did not apply to this race. That's right. Uh, didn't Across be- state lines. It didn't you're need good. to either. So <laughs> No, you're good. Um, again, Bissett had a few little minor difficulties mid-race, but was able to he rebound. All, all he race. was fast all race. fast. All race. He rebounded the challenge for the lead on Pit Cat with under 15 laps to go. And uh, Bassett would give a spiritual or a spirited effort, but come up a little short as Woody Pitcat would win and take down his 82nd Stafford win, reclaiming second back from Tom Fern, who won earlier and tied him for second overall. Isn't that funny how second,
0: third, and fourth in the top, yeah, in the, in the top uh, of the all-time win leaders all win on the same day.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, the top guy is not around no more, no. but. Um, Yeah, Woody Pitcat won, and he's second. Tom Fern won. He's third. Keith Rocco won. He's fourth. So it's second, third, and fourth all time, one in one evening, which is a cool stat. Woody's got 82. Tom obviously was tied with him, so he had 81. Keith is a couple behind. He's at 79. And then, uh, Christ, you got to go way down to the next available person who's actually racing at this point, which would be Andrew Durand, I think. Because Michael Bennett's not racing there right now. Bo Gunning ain't racing for sure. Ryan Posacco, no. Bug Stevens, no. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Durand. He's got 40. So he's got a long way to go. He's basically got to double his win total in order to catch the top four right now. Well, kind of. Anyway, I don't know about that he he's been racing there a long time, man. Andrew's been there since O... Probably flat O's. <laughs> Because he got to win an 0-2, so I'm like, well, he had to be in there before that, right? So who knows? Anyway, before we go to Waterford, I wanted to mention this, Jess. Did you see the incident that occurred? And Phil, I might as well mention that because you're here. Did you see the incident? And I know this is national news. We'll get to Waterford in a second. But did you see the ARCA race at, at Mid-Ohio? Or at least highlights of it?
3: I saw. No, I actually didn't.
2: I just saw the drama
0: part. I didn't see anything else of the actual race because I don't give a fuck about that.
2: Uh, this is embarrassing. It's I, um, egg on face. I think uh, we'll get into it. Sean, Hinger, I think his name is Hingarami. I think he's only like 16, so strike one. Um, And he poked kind of teammate Dean Thompson in like the last set of corners before the start-finish line. I don't know the numbers of them. Um, but he kind of poked him and moved him up the racetrack. Now Thompson was like, I'm not taking that. So he runs him wide coming out of the next corner and runs him off the racetrack. And the kid spins out, but he could have lifted. Yeah. Thompson could have not ran him off the track. Yeah. But it was one of those Denny Hamlin situations. It's like, I'm forcing you to lift. And he didn't lift. So again, Thompson came out ahead on that one after his teammate tried to poke him off the uh, off his line and pass him. So later on, this is like only a handful of laps later. I think that was with like seven laps to go. Now we're down to the last lap.
0: Apparently. They stopped tweeting their last tweet, Brent, because they tweet the whole race long. They stopped tweeting at six to go. <laughs> at six to go was their last tweet, and then after that. It's all shut doors. We're gonna handle this internally. Yeah, there's no more tweets. After and I'm not. I'm go. not on
2: Twitter. This is your Twitter. So. Yeah, he has to use mine for this. But yeah.
0: So yeah, it was like, oh yeah, we've got a new leader, <laughs> Dean Thompson, and then Joe Satriani is behind him. Oh wait, that's not. Was Sean was, Hingarani. Sean I don't know. Yeah, what whatever made, it anyway. is. Joe Satriani is a musician, I think. Oh uh, yeah, Phil would probably know.
3: Phil would know.
2: But anyway, if um, he was
3: here. He would. Phil would know. Yes, he's a. Fantastic guitar player. So, anyway,
2: to continue the story, again, that happened about, you know, six or so or seven laps to go or whatever the hell the case was. Apparently, now this was when Thompson was in second. Ingarami waited. And this is a road course. This is a big road course. This is mid Ohio. So he waits. And on the last lap, Thompson finally catches up to him. Well, he lets the leader by, and then when Thompson gets to him, he lets him to the outside, which I don't know why Thompson would even try to do that. I guess he didn't expect what was coming, obviously. And Hingarami just doors him and runs him straight into the the sand trap. And they're both stuck. So he took his own teammate out, you know, while he was running second after he poked his own teammate and tried to move him out of the way for position, and his teammate just kind of ran him off track, and he could have lifted, like I said, but he didn't. I would like to know what Billy Venturini's blood pressure is at this very moment because... Well,
0: he's, the kid's got an extra week to think about it because a couple hours ago, he's been suspended for one race.
2: Well, that's... The Menard series. That's appropriate. Yes, according to the frontstretch.com... I did actually hear about it, but I didn't see the the total thing yeah, so. that
0: uh yeah, he will be suspended at Iowa will be the next race, and Ooh, uh, Iowa, yep, and it will do de- make him ineligible for the first fifty point bonus of the season, whatever the fuck that means. I guess that's probably something about to do with the championship or some shit. I have no idea I don't, well, I don't know how I don't much. know what it is because I don't pay attention to, to... we need know, to, uh, we need to make up an acronym that has. The American Rich Kids Association. That's ARCA. Ooh, I like it. There you go.
2: Well, it's got to be Rich K. Chi-
3: Rich Children's Rich Association. Children. There we go. Yes, that's better. You okay, kids
0: with a with a C. Right. We had to. Right. Yeah, Thank we you.
2: we had to workshop that one a little bit. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. By the way, Truck Series racer uh, Tyler Ankrum entered that race for some seat time because the Truck Series was at Mid Ohio instead of at uh, Atlanta, and uh, he won that
3: race. So.
2: But, yeah, um, bad shit. Sucks
3: you won't be in the Arca race because there will only be 12 cars now instead of 13.
2: Ah, uh, It's like an SK race at Waterford. I'm sure
3: he will
0: put somebody in
3: that car.
2: Somebody's got to come with money, right? I said the quiet thing out loud.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> sorry, everyone. Jesus, fuck. Bob Shacked. Oh, boy. Jeez. Called him an Idiot. Yeah. I kind of re- I have a lot more respect for Bob Schacht because he's a veteran. He's, a, he's an old guy now, obviously. I don't care
0: if he is 16. This is retarded.
2: It's a stupid ass thing to do. Like I don't care how much money. You there you go. That works too.
1: The fuck? Please, please. Yourself. There
0: yourself. it is again. <laughs> It'll never stop. <laughs> anyway,
2: even that wanted to keep going. Anyway, yeah, that's just the most ridiculous thing ever. I don't know of anything that would be more ridiculous other than fighting your own teammate. Thompson didn't at least swing at him at the uh, the sand trap, but probably should have. Anyway, again, I would love to know what Billy Venturini. I would have siphoned the was. fuel out
0: of the gas tank and light the kid on fire. That's what I would have done. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! You fucking idiot! <laughs> aggressive. That is aggressive. Jesus. Why the fuck not? I mean, there's... Your burns will will give you the mark of the beast, you piece of shit.
2: <laughs> this will remind you for the rest of your life how much of an idiot you are. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's just go to Waterford. Maybe I should have went to Anchor Management. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't do that. All right, let's go to Waterford because we missed them. I got to watch all these videos because I wasn't the cameraman this week. I believe Bonsa was on camera for the single This is shoot. Bonsa's view. Yep. It was on uh, speedbowlhistory.com. He doesn't yes. say a lot, but what YouTube. he does say on camera, it is poignant. Profound. That one. Yeah. Yeah, that word. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's available over at uh, youtube.com slash speedbowlhistory. If you're going to subscribe to y- Sid's view, which a lot of you do, Uh, you might as well go subscribe to that one so you can watch speedball races and history segments and all this other stuff that they put out. I mean, what are you going to do, watch TV? TV's dumb. you got to pay for it. TV's retarded. All right. Waterford. Let's go to trucks because they had some history in this one. Okay. Race had a decent car count. Not going to lie. They were in the 15, 16 range for trucks. That must have been the only division with good car count. Uh, Except for the late models, but, yeah, that was about it. Um. They outpaced the street stocks at least, but more on that later. Uh, let's see. With the uh, winner of the last four races in a row, Brody Monaghan was starting last after some issues earlier in the day. I think he had to take like uh, hardship practice because they had rear gear issues or something happened to him, but they got it fixed. Battles got a little hectic in the start, but eventually it would string out with Kyle Giro leading. And uh, this race ran all the way down until about seven to go. When Ed Ryan got spun by the six truck, I Tried to look up his name. I forgot who was in it, but uh, my apologies. I forgot to click on race monitor on Saturday, so that means I don't get the results any other time unless I've clicked on them. My apologies. So that they both went to the rear. But uh, Brody Monaghan needed that yellow and, frankly, got two spots in front of him as a bonus, so I would take that. And he would restart in third because he was kind of cutting his way through the field, but when it strings out, you're not going to catch everybody. So he needed that one to catch back up to fight for the lead. Uh, But he would also take that to his advantage after restarting third because he would take the lead around five laps to go. Uh, The six-car or six-truck, I should say, would spin and uh, set up a green-white checker finish, but that didn't matter as Monaghan would win, and I believe, and I know Sid's going to yell at me if I get this wrong, he tied Alan Coates' record of five consecutive wins. I believe Doug Curry got close to that. He got four in one season a couple years ago.
0: Yes, I think there's a few of them. There, there's a few, but there's yeah. five.
2: Five is like the most that anybody's ever gotten. Yeah. So next week, Monahan has a chance to beat that with six. So that's pretty. That's pretty wild. Win that many times in a row. The only time I think you and I share the same streak, we've only won back to back races once. If I won three in a row once. Did you? Thought so. I won back to back races once. I don't remember. Yeah, I right now. That I only did it once. I thought you won two in a row to finish twenty twelve, because you won the last points race, then you won the World Series. But I don't think you won the one before that. I don't know. I gloss over that. So um, anyway, doesn't matter. It's not about me. We're all has been here. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's go into street models, uh, street stocks. I think, that, again, I said I think the trucks took to the track, or more, tur- uh, more trucks took to the track than street stocks. Hopefully they can kind of bring the rules back a little bit so that they can do something more like what they used to do and what Stafford does now, that, that way people can afford it. By the way, speaking of street stocks, I actually went to Waterford on Wednesday for their Wild and Wacky Wednesday show, which... Uh, you were filming? I was filming for uh, Charlie Beal and helping them out because they'd asked to film some certain things because they did uh, Super X-Car Race for to promote HHT awareness, which his daughters have and his wife has and What's stuff like HHT? that. What's HHT? I believe it is a bl- uh, blood vessel disorder where you have like no capillaries or something like that so Hmm. it's you can bleed out of like random times or don't heal from injuries properly or whatever the case is but i know it's there's no cure for it or anything but they were doing that to try to raise awareness for it and uh uh yeah you got it right there on google what's it say oh it's yeah pretty much what you says is disorder order which blood vessels do not
0: develop properly so
2: okay so without tiny capillaries and yeah, um, so it's
0: a it's a her heredit- it's a some kind of a it's a hereditary disease and, and
2: hemorrhagic telang- telangic telangiectasia. Damn it, I can't read. Telang hereditary her- hemor- I'm sorry. Hemorrhagic uh, telangectasia. They can say it way better no. than we can. They can say it way better than us. I'm not saying that. But I went and watched the Wednesday races, and I haven't been there in just years. And they had a decent crowd. It looked a lot like Saturday's crowds. Uh, They also had pretty decent car counts. Now, the Super X cars were just super, super close to what we started racing with. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like... Kind of a cheap three fifty it's got a 394 10 cam stock one five stamped rockers, I think um I think they're allowed hoops for cages in the front, um but I think it's like stock suspension, you know stock shocks, a stock rear, you know um, rear jack and bolts no, but I think you can have adjuster cups that's what we started with, yeah, pretty much um stock everything you know, and they have Hoosier eight fifty tires. I thought they had seven nineties, but apparently they're eight fifties. They look really, really similar. I was told by Mitch because he's got one. Is that an eight-inch tire? Seven. Okay, seven. Why looks, does it
0: say eight on the front
2: number? It's a it's the compound number. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what the that's what the higher numbers in Hoosiers are, is the harder compound, I believe. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it was like time traveling to watch the Super X cars race, and my Christ, they put on a show. I mean, these things—they were side by side, first through fourth, right? So there's four or five cars that were racing for the win, and I did film it. But if uh, I know Sid didn't put it up because I don't think he wanted to step on Nick Tito's toes. So if you want to go see the finish of this race, head over to YouTube and go click on uh, Yankee Racers YouTube channel, and you'll find it. It's the—I forget what date it was, but last Wednesday the Super X car race, it was phenomenal. Um, there were guys beating each other all over the racetrack. Yeah, there he is. What's his uh, – click on his page there. I think it's at – yeah, click on his page. Yankee uh, Racer 4505. Okay, click on That's his – friend Nick Tito. YouTube.com Yankee Racer 4505. Well, just search Yankee Racer. It's, it's Nick you know, give him a subscribe. He films a lot of races and stuff, you know. If you want to watch racing, he's got it too. So, he goes all over the place as well. He's also good at what he does. Yeah, Nick's great. Uh, former guest on the show as well. But yep. um this Super X car race was phenomenal. You got to watch the end of it. Let's just say that Mark Schaefer was in fourth and he won coming out of turn 4. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody spun out. Like, this was a fantastic race. You got Dave Yardley. You got, I can't remember that guy's name because that's his kid's car, and I think he used to race. And then you got uh, Ben, uh, I believe. I I don't think his last name is Pollard, but he's Pollard's kid. I can't remember if they call him that or not. But uh, then you got Mark Schaefer on the outside. We're kind of watching it in studio, and they're getting a little physical, and they're coming out of turn four. They get a little sideways. Watch Schaefer on the outside. You know like, <laughs>
0: just and takes it all three of the other guys spin into the water in the infield and just get douched and then he's got his sunglasses on he's got his mohawk happening he's like you know what yeah life is good right now
2: he's john porter light <laughs> <laughs> more on porter in a minute um so it's awesome do you like that finish though that was fantastic uh, dude, I'd love that finish. So I mean, yeah, they did kind of screw up the Super Xs and made them way more expensive than they should have been. But that was great. That's racing. my plan right
0: there is probably just to keep my car in the garage until mm-hmm. Super Xs become my car becomes the Super X legal, and then just I'm go. Run for it again. I'm just waiting for them to catch up
2: to me. They'll eventually do it. Hopefully not, but you know. Yeah. All right. Why don't we go into the street models? Uh, lap two aforementioned john porter in the 21 i believe it was tom musant musante i'm sorry i looked on race monitor for the name i hope that's the right one please forgive my ignorance uh they would tangle in turn two then what happened it looked like the
0: 21 just went high went high and put uh, porter almost into the marbles
2: I don't know if he bobbled or not. I didn't see it because I didn't see the camera shot catch up to him yeah. at that point. So That's what I kind of guessed. That's the problem with single camera shoots is you're trying to catch everything. You know how it is. Yeah, but you just can't it. quite catch everything. You know what I mean? I can. Yeah, right. Well, then go do it on Saturday nights then. <laughs> I can't. I need to know from work. <laughs> just go on strike. You'll be fine. I'm going to pretend to be Jewish so I don't work on Saturday. The Sabbath? Yeah. Saturday's the Sabbath, right? For Jews. Well, i'm not a jewish so i wouldn't know i mean i'm, I'm kind of i'm kind of ignorant i'm jewish i know Could how you just I f-
3: say you're not a jewish was that a sentence i no, just heard
2: I, I said i'm not jewish
3: so oh okay let's <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm gonna sing, <laughs> my, my, I'm sing my boss Havin the gila walk the fuck out
2: i said again Jeez. please pardon my ignorance yeah um but anyway those two would tangle in turn two porter would go off into turn three seemingly with no breaks Uh, they'd make no regard for human life. I don't know if it was on purpose or not. Uh, it was on purpose. Well, let's be fair. Let's wait a second and see what happens to him. Uh, made big contact with the 21's left rear, sent him spinning and then Porter's entire right front hub and wheel assembly came off. (laughs) Did you see that? Yeah. So I don't know if that broke before and he had no brakes going in or if he just was really mad. I think he shipped it in there,
0: wrecked himself and then goes, yeah, that'll show me. I'm mad at you. That'll show me. And then now it's a fucking clip. Well, I mean, it broke the wheel
2: off. I mean, I didn't think you'd expect that. Or that that's how hard he or... hit him in the wheel. I didn't think. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just.
3: It looked like he. It looked like something happened before he hit him.
0: Hmm. Yes, it was called childhood.
3: <laughs> no, it, it looked like the Ouch. car physically broke when he hit the brakes. Like something
2: failed. I mean, again, it's entirely possible. I don't know, he, was he was pretty. He was pretty
0: goddamn pissed at him, though. Well, I mean, he... which makes it makes me think that it was it, it was done deliberate because he got. It's out of John car.
3: Porter. Maybe he thought the guy saw him breaking and just needed to get out of the way and didn't.
0: So I mean, he's a doctor, it's like like Doctor Kevorkian was a doctor. Again, we like John. He's a nice guy. We but. do, too. But, <laughs> but goddamn,
2: what the fuck, dude? You wrecked your whole
0: fucking jet. Again, I don't know what <laughs> happened.
2: It. it could have been a hub breaking and what? he had no brakes. Who the hell knows? You're but anyway. You benefit of benefited the doubt, but... I'm, I'm trying, because what if I'm wrong? I don't know. I think, you could be right, too. Who knows? I think and I'm right. <laughs> well, he could be. I don't know. All right, so this whole wheel came off. Luckily, I'll
0: show you. You've dishonored me. <laughs> I'm going to shoot myself in the
2: face. So, anyway, luckily his wheel would stay inside the track and not hit anybody else or anything. So, uh, they would both end up in the turn four wall. Porter very upset with the incident. Uh, (laughs) Following that, the race would just go green to checkered. Uh, Tony McCrino just walked away from the field, took down another win. All right, SK Lights was also kind of clean. Well, for the most part.
0: You don't get those words in that sentence one, uh, every
2: now and then. Well, this isn't Stafford. This is Waterford. So you're going to have SK some...
0: Lights and Clean usually don't go in the same sentence a lot. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, at the start of lap two, Isaiah Newcomb squeezed Evan Bur- Bourgeois or Burgoyes. Middle class. Evan Middle class at the flag stand. And uh, Burgoyes wasn't really going to hit the brakes. So he just held his line. And uh, that hooked... Newcomb off into the turn one wall, and he'd go off on the double hook. And this one also went clean and green from there, as defending champ Tom Abley would take down the win after a difficult season for him thus far, because he has not had any luck until now. And we've already covered the late model race at the end, but we'll cover it to now, because it was actually a lot different than you'd think. He didn't dominate the race. No, Let's he didn't. put it that way. I mean, Derek Anderson would clear for the lead against P.J. Evans about three, four laps in. Uh, 17 to go. Jason Palmer would challenge for the lead until the 67. I didn't get his name because, again, I forgot to click on race monitor on Saturday and get that logged in. Uh, Would spin off of turn four for a yellow. On the restart, Palmer would get the lead and Brody Monahan in the six car. I thought that it was Corey DiMatteo. But I actually had to text Mitch because I heard something over the loudspeaker say Monaghan's name. And I'm like, okay. But apparently it was Brody Monaghan in the sixth car. Trying to follow through for second. Seven to go perennial contender. And Jesse's going to have to hit the music because we haven't done this in quite a while. Ray Christian third. Had nothing to sing about at that moment because um, <laughs> nice, tr-
0: nicely done.
2: he seemed to be struggling all race long and had either a tire or a suspension failure in the right front, and he'd pound the turn four wall coming out and uh, bring out a caution. He actually hit the turn four pit gate. Ooh. Luckily, it was actually pretty strong, and it never moved or bent or anything. So What, the gate? Or yeah, the, the gate. The oh. gate was pretty solid, so he crash tested it, and it came out good. <sighs> So I think Danny Meyer actually uh, welded that thing up the last time, and uh, it held, so that's good. Yeah, well, it's like a broken bone.
0: <laughs> Danny Meyer will make it stronger than it was. Really? He's a doctor? Of welding.
2: Welding doctor. All right, so that sucks for Ray. Five to go, and Connor Souza would do the same thing that as the uh, middle, bourgeois, burgoy's, middle class, and Newcomb incident, he kind of crowded Monaghan and got hooked early into the Turn 1 wall. It looked like a mirror image of the same incident between late models and SKs. so Or SK lights, I should say. And uh, that would result in the restart. After one lap, Rich Teskowski would run into issues and uh, wreck down the backstretch and collect another car, which I, again, didn't see who it was because once it was over with, I couldn't see the number and I didn't hear it over the loudspeaker. Sorry, everyone. All right. On the restart. Monaghan looked like he got loose or bobbled on the bottom because Palmer took the top, which, again, what do we say? Never take the top on the restart. Correct. Ever. And Monaghan would Hey, get... Brent,
0: more on that later. Yay, I get to do that <laughs> once.
2: Perfect. Especially in the mod tour race. Oh, you got I, the mod tour notes? I do. I have. Extensive I did not notes. get a chance to- I have extensive
0: yeah. notes. We'll do more on that later.
2: I didn't get to watch the Tour race, and I don't think I've watched a single one all year, even though I've had access to it, just because I have to catch up on so much well, stuff. We'll, anyway. We'll get to that. Again, Monaghan would bobble on the bottom on the restart, or something would happen. He'd slide up into Palmer, make contact, sending him spinning. Monaghan would lose a right front tire. Anderson, running third, would re-inherit the lead. Anderson and Josh Hedges would battle side-by-side for the remaining laps, keep it perfectly clean. This was actually a great finish. And Anderson would nose out Hedges for the win until Waterford's tech staff DQ'd Anderson from the win for running pump gas. Which I don't think they even wanted to do. No, I'm guaranteeing they didn't want to do because they do know better. But it's ACT rules. They go by the book. And you just got to kind of eat it, which sucks because I agree with Anderson. I agree with everybody's opinion on it. But I also agree with how the track handled it. It sucks. You have to do it. Yeah. That sucks, but
0: that's just how it is. I mean, look at the, look at the sports car race over in, uh, fuck, what was it? There was this endurance race or whatever where uh, uh Porsche, Por- Porsche Penske, mm. he got DQ'd for being one millimeter too low on ride height.
2: A millimeter? Yeah. That's less than a piece of paper.
0: Yep. And they DQ'd him and p- yanked him and took the
2: trophy away. The rules are the rules. Make ride height. I think it was uh Watkins Glen, I think. To be fair, local tracks will do that too. Um I know that Nah, they'll jam it in underneath it. <laughs> just wedge it in. There you made it. No, <laughs> no,
0: you just have no one of them will tell you, hey, turn the wheel to the right, wink wink, and it raises it up about I Actually you gotta turn it minutes. to the left. No the right. No the left. I'd always done the right.
2: Well, I turn it to the left, my left front raises up. Is that bad? I've always done. I've always done it. I've always done it <laughs> Some to the setup r- guru is going to be like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> no, I, I, I
0: know who it was who told me to turn to the right. <laughs> it's, 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 it's,
2: yeah. I thought you just put a, both your feet to the right of the cockpit and like put one arm over on the the, uh, the roll bar next to you and kind of lean over in your seat and then hang your helmet up to the right just to make sure your left side weight's good. Yeah, after you after you you know take all the lead shot that was in on the left side and you dump it in the infield. Oh yeah, that too. Right. Or you open the trap door and like turn the car hard left and then shut it. Yeah. And then all the stuff goes to the right. Right. I love how we give away cheating shit on the show. <laughs> I think it's so funny.
0: <laughs> hey, you take yeah, you unhook the trash control, you put it in your pocket, you know, with the transponder.
2: Yeah, you have to have the battery operated <laughs> transponder, but it has to be straight up and down in your pocket. Right. You can't have it crooked or else it won't make connection with the racetrack. Sometimes you got to drill a hole. Because it won't go through your your aluminum seat, eh, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Phil, do you have any
0: cheating ideas? Yeah, let's throw them all out there. Why not? No, Phil's never Metric- cheated.
3: Metric cars. What I used to do at Thompson with the bolt Ooh. through the strap over the left rear trailing arm.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to hang your weight over the left rear trailing arm so that it uh, it's like a, a stop, but it looks like weight.
3: You ever watch how my car would leave the
2: corner? Oh yeah, it would just crank that. It would just squat, that and then bitch it would
3: sit down on the left rear, and it would drive off so fucking hard. That's why I always yeah, had be... two cars down the straightaway.
2: Yeah, because your car would just sit down on that bolt instead of. There it's you basically go. you're hanging lead, and you just make the bolt yeah. a little long, and it hits that lower control arm, and bam, it just pancakes it into the ground. There you go. Yeah,
3: it used to do that. <laughs> a couple other things by the way I people may,
2: uh, by the way everybody um i've never cheated in my life though they
0: uh, as i touch my
2: touch my I face
0: at one
3: point by the way that every, was an
2: accident the though. only reason we're saying all
0: this that shit was after i chopped you
2: yeah yeah
3: and
0: yeah, you, was, and i bent you that. and i bent it
2: i i did that I, I, that was my fault by the way, uh if anybody's listening, but the reason we're saying all this is because they actually check for that now. So <laughs> <laughs> because of
3: us. <laughs> oh, or many uh, of
2: us before here. Oh, a lot of us before us as well.
3: I I can't think of how many rules my car wrote.
2: Oh, there's a lot of them.
3: The ball joints, the sway bars.
2: Jesse's car changed a bunch strap. of rules too.
3: It was my car was a rule book changer, and I love it. I Todd's- was the guy for a little while where everybody saw me go out on the track, and they ran up to the fence with the the stopwatch. It was like every a cool feeling,
2: every year, it seemed like Todd Styles would come to our our pit with a notebook and start just writing shit down all the time. We're like, God damn it all!
3: <laughs> he checked me for cambered tubes. That car was going through the corners so well, he thought I had cambered tubes. Hey, you gotta check everything. Gotta
0: cross
2: your Ts and dot your lowercase Js. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) it wouldn't put it past me to 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 know that your car had cambered tubes in it, though. We
3: did all kinds of funky shit with that car. When the thing would go into full compression, the upper control arms would hit the chassis. Oh, I bet. It's like bump stops.
2: Yeah, exactly. I tried bump stops in uh, street stock once. I only tried it one race. It was pretty neat, but it didn't work out because it takes a lot to hash those out. But anyway. All right, why don't we move to SKs Back instead Back on talk. track. By the way, they do tech for all these things now, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> this is just old stories at this point. Anyway, SKs. All right, quick story. On my way home from work some How many SKs, Brent? Ten. Ugh. Uh, on my way home from work, I saw Todd Owen's trailer broken down. Uh between that little cutoff road between Route Eleven and the Rotary for Route 85 in Salem. So his truck was broken down on the side of the road and I know that because Route the to- three fifty four? That might be what it is. Yeah. I can't remember. I thought it was eighty two. I think I was on eighty two. It's that it cuts right past Route Eleven and into Salem. Yeah right? something like that. And yeah. into the rotary. Yeah. Yeah, I was on eighty two. Yeah, that's where I was. And he was broken down there, and I know he was broken down because I saw him walking uh, past the giant tow truck hooked up to his rig. So, yeah, he was already off to a really bad day. Uh, It got better, though. Ten whole cars took the green for this one, like I said. Uh, Nothing happened until three to go. Battling for the lead between Tim Jordan and Eric Burnt got really hot as a little side contact was enough to get Jordan sideways. And uh, he would carry him off the side of burnt, and he would nose into the front stretch wall, and that would put burnt to the rear, which was eighth, <laughs> seventh. By not that, that point, far, not that far. I back. think by that point it was like seventh. So it was like, what was the point? You might as well just put him off the track. But anyway, I don't know. I mean, that's that's bad. They
3: yeah. only have
0: they only have so few SKs. I didn't even see Adam Gate out there.
2: He's still got his broken engine. They're still piecing it together. You know, I see. Uh, I didn't see Pulio back. I didn't see Joey's not racing because he's doing family shit. Yeah, um, Joey gave it. He's having fun. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of fun. broken. People. Um, yeah, just a bunch. Anderson, I think, is probably suspended or kicked out. Pulio's probably the same. They probably got into a fight. Don't know. Um, who knows? I. This is all speculation. Again, I like. I everybody thought Anderson involved,
3: so. got suspended for one race.
2: One would be light, but okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Todd Owen would utilize the outside to get around Kyle James for the lead, and uh, Rob Janovic would follow through. Owen would win, softening the damage from his truck breaking down earlier in the evening. But he got there somehow. Anyway, oh boy, do I got some notes for national stuff. Any, oh, I'll wait because Jesse has those modified notes. I forgot about those. And Seekonk didn't race this week. They had a family fun night show, which is awesome. Uh, Enjoy those while you can. By the way, I got some text messages from officials from local tracks after the last time I mentioned that. You did. Apparently, a lot of these local tracks don't run the Family Fun Night episodes because insurance nowadays for racetracks sucks. So apparently, they don't even like having Enduros. So yeah, that's great. Insurance is awful. They ruin everything fun. Why can't we just be adults and say, uh, "I signed a waiver. If I get hurt, I knew what I was doing." There. Now we don't need insurance, but if, obviously you're going to. But anyway, all right, Jess. Modified race. You have the notes. I didn't. I tried to watch something. I couldn't catch time. To I don't do it. know, man.
0: The, the stage is mine now. And was it Riverhead? It's a big stage. No, it's Wall. Oh, they're at Wall. Yes, that's yeah. right. And now I I don't know what to do because now I have the the floor is mine. <laughs> And uh, I hope I don't crack under pressure, but <laughs> anywho, we had the Jersey Shore 150, and boy, we got ourselves a situation, and many of them. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Boo for me. Who? Boo for me or the Guineas? <laughs> Should I go turn the air conditioning back on, because I'm dying? Yes, please. All right. While you do that, I'm going to say Austin Beers was on poll.
2: Was that Murphy's car?
0: Yep, in That'd the Murph-mobile. Awesome. Yep, Jimmy Blewett had the Baldwin one seventy six outside pole. And uh, it would be pretty, it would be pretty, uh, Wait, how do you say, pretty tame. Wall is one of those racetracks where you can't screw it. it you, it's very hard to keep the car in one lane because... It's very high banked. It's very fast. It's kind of narrow, and there are elevation changes from when you go to the straightaways into the corners. You almost jump off a cliff, and you go into the corner. I've never been at. I never raced that wall, but that's what I can imagine it being like.
2: It reminds me a little bit of Turn One uh, in Thompson. No, it reminds me a little bit more of uh, Minadnock, but on a bigger scale. You ever see Minadnock? You kind of dive down into the corner, and you're racing in a little bowl. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's and, and.
3: Go it's ahead. very similar to that from from what Richie Davidowitz has told me, because he's raced both places. He said Monadnock and Riverhead are, are kind of close to each other. I mean, Wall are kind of close to each other in that regard. They're very uniquely banked tracks as far as the way the transitions land.
0: You can see the cars mm-hmm. having a hard time with the transition because there's just
2: so much travel that they have to go through. Did Richie lose his uh, crate modified ride? Because I know he's back in the Legends car. He's been kicking ass, too, but... That's no Rich- idea. That's Richie. He kicks ass and whatever he gets in. So,
3: yeah, I haven't talked to Richie in a couple of weeks, so I'm not, or a couple of months, so I'm not really sure exactly what happened there. I thought he won, I
2: thought he won like five races in a row at Riverhead to open the season or something. But go ahead, Jess.
0: So anyway, they were pretty well behaved for the most part for the first fifty or so laps, hmm. and then uh, let's see, lap fifty-four. Kobe was uh, g- getting a wheel on Hirschman, and he had a wheel on him going into the turn. It looked like to me, and I could be wrong, but usually I'm not wrong, so uh, <laughs> Hirschman only gave like half a lane, hmm. and uh, Hirschman went around, when, and this was a battle for second, and he just never would recover. He really? never would He never would come back. I mean, this wasn't a, t- a race where you go give up track position in a race where you go get tires and stuff. It wasn't one of those type of races. Hmm. You kind of went out there for 150 laps, what you had was what you had. Kind of like a seaconk race in a little bit. Yeah. Lap 64, the 64, gets loose on the bottom of a restart, and the 51 takes the lead.
2: 51 was uh, uh, Bonsignor. Bonsignor, that's right. Sorry, yep. I haven't watched tour racing in so long. I need to be reminded it, of this and
0: stuff. Let's see. Lap 74, the 64, of beers, bumps and runs to fifty one and gets back to lead. Mm. Fifth, yeah, and Bonsignor would go all the way back to fourth because the freight train had a bunch of people like stacked up in there. Oh, uh, let's see. And then there would be a yellow flag for the forty six of Angelina Nacella and the nine of uh, Tommy Wenick. Must be a local. Yeah, and. The twenty four car of Andrew Krause slammed the fuck out of Eric Goodhill coming up to the wreck. It was e. like it was it almost brewed a radiator up. A little late getting there. Yeah. So uh let's see, lap ninety restart. Uh sixty four after losing after losing the restart beforehand. Um he would take the outside on the restart this time. What do we always say about the outside? Yeah, yeah. Don't take the outside. Ever. And so statistically, it's not a good idea. So the same kind of thing happens on this restart than the previous one where he got loose and a sixteen would end up getting to the lead, and then Austin Beers would fall back to fourth. And Austin Beers had a really fast car, but it was only good on long runs. It was mm. but it was a dynamite car. Uh let's see. On lap ninety-eight, Ronnie Silk in is sixteen and the seven of Doug Kobe were Checking out. there, are the classic field. But they got together a little bit for the lead, and Kobe got slideways and saved it really well. He got chopped for a second time, and uh, <laughs> he lost like 10 car lengths. Yikes. Lap 108, the 16, and the 7 are carving up lap traffic. And uh, Silk has a little bit of trouble getting by to the 46 of Anthony Lucella, who was a lap down before coming up to him. He was already one lap down. And Let's see. It, it looked like he, was, he wanted to take all the lanes.
2: He <laughs> didn't know what lanes. Plenty of people like that.
0: Yeah, he didn't know what lanes to block, so he took all of them. And so, anyway, Doug Kobe has a window. He sees advantage and he goes, Hey, I'm going to get it. He gets the lead and then gets underneath the, the lap car, and then the lap car chops. Fuck out of him! The third fucking guy <laughs> that chops Doug Kobe again, <laughs> and it's by so, a lap car. that's already one lap down. One already.
2: So by now his toe is definitely knocked in. What the fuck, dude?
0: <laughs> what an asshole! Get the fuck out of the way! You're already a lap down.
2: Jesse's had instances where he's actually like wrecked lap cars because they won't get the out fucker. of the way.
3: Well, fucking. Brent, you and me, we've brought it up before on the show. World Series twenty sixteen. What was dead in front of us coming to the white? About five lap a cars. Wall of fucking <laughs> lappers. My yeah. first win back in June in twenty sixteen. A fucking wall of lappers in front of me. I, like I was gonna wreck these dumbasses to to get through them. Yeah, like, I know. Get like, out of
0: get the get out of the way. I guess Kobe would get restarted enough for NASCAR, and they put him back. They put him to seventh spot. Under the restart and under the yellow flag, he goes up and hits the 46 (laughs) under caution. No penalty there. Um, Oh, okay. I mean, I I wouldn't blame him if he, you know, stopped in front of the car and fucking shot him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, wake up and choose violence. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. (laughs) 22 to go, yellow flag for the 22 of other Bonsignor. Oh. Kyle. Kyle, yes. <laughs> it's a, See, it's been a while. Kyle, other Bonsor. Yeah. Yeah, he had a tire go down, and the restart has the 16 take the outside on the restart, which was a bad thing mm-hmm. because the because Justin would use him up a little bit and take the lead.
2: Which is what you do when someone gives you the bottom again, as the leader.
0: Again, they don't understand that on a, on a tight if, little bull ring like this. Never let them get to you. They have nerf
2: bars, silly. You're supposed to be the leader. You can control the restart. Even if the top side is preferred. I your, know you your, get the momentum. Your line of defense is, hey, that guy's you know, still with me. I can just nerf him into the marbles and just keep rolling. Well, then I don't have to deal with him anymore. At least then, because if you give up the bottom and that guy does that to you, now you lose the lead. I mean, Statistically, it's just the right thing to do. This race would
0: end up being like a shit show, I swear to God. It was, it was a shit show. Because, it, let's see, with 19 to go, there's still a little bit of front bumper left on the 24 car of Andrew he Oh, he had some left? He had some left, and he decided to use it all over to 64 of Austin Pierce twice. <laughs> and then after Pierce gets sideways, the accordion effect comes, and Eric Goodale's pushing the 24 into the 64, and there's people pushing Goodale into him, and it's all a fucking mess. And and the 19 and the 58 Get together in the 19. I don't know who the fuck it is. Don't tweet me either because I don't have Twitter. But <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but he climbs the wall. The 58 lose a radiator uh, because uh, the three of Jake Johnson would cl- clobber into him. It was just all victim of fucking circumstance. <laughs> so it was a mess. Yeah. So here's a smart guy with, with the restart at 12 to go. The, f- the 51 of Justin Bonsignor, the leader, he takes the bottom. Ah, as a smart person. Yes. And, and what he, happened to him? He ran the sixteen out into the third fourth or fifth lane. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he ran him up all the lanes and got the lead back. And everything after a couple of quickie yellows there, a quickie yellow, the the nine, the twenty six the Max Zackham and the thirty four JB Fortin had a crash. That they got stuck with the bumper, like the front bumper of J E Fortin's car was in stuck in the nerf bar. So they had to figure out which uh, which one had to go forward, which one had, because they're stuck at a T. And they had to untangle themselves. And finally, the 26 just ran it forward and ripped the front bumper off of Fortin's car. <laughs> it was just one of those things. Uh, so that would be another lengthy kind of yellow. And so with five to go, the 51 did the same damn thing. Restart used up five, six, seven lanes all the way up to the Jersey Turnpike and shipped them and took the lead. And, and uh, a few laps later, the 16 would give him a little bump and run and then ship him up the racetrack, <laughs> take the lead, and he'll end up winning the race. So Justin Bonsignore finished second. Number 20 car of Eddie McCarthy had a career best of third. That was the 20th win for Silk and his third this year. Very nice. And they both said it was just good hard race and throwing
2: haymakers at each other.
0: Entertaining as fuck
2: to watch. Hey, you guys but at least a good one. At least Bonsonior didn't lose it on the restart by taking the top. Nope,
0: nope. I just think he lost to the hit. The 16 had just a little bit of a better car at the end. That was about it. But it was a good race. Yeah.
2: Sounds like it. Yeah, the 16
0: extended his points lead. That's all I know.
2: Yeah, I should really start taking advantage of actually watching these races since I do have a Flow account and they are still on Flow. Hey, and my I tour is local, so like I don't know why I don't get enough time to watch them. I'm just so busy that I have to pair the showdown and the tour is worthy of talking of. Trust me, it is. I just eh, it just keeps falling by the wayside for some reason. Yeah, I, I,
3: I didn't even know there was a tour race. I was so out of it, like. You take a vacation like that, you think it's gonna be relaxing. Saturday I literally sat on the couch until two o'clock and I was just like, I am so exhausted from relaxing. <laughs> just, all oh. that
0: sunshine takes it it does drain you. It sucks the life out of you. I I you know?
3: completely forgot that anything was going on. I didn't know there was a truck race, I missed that. I didn't know yeah. there was a tour race, <laughs> I missed that. Like I was out of it, dude.
2: I definitely missed the truck and Xfinity race, but I had to go back and rewatch those for the national segment. Uh, One thing I actually did watch, I watched Thursday night. I watched Thunder Road. What a great racetrack, man. (laughs) I just wanted to mention, because that was cool, I think the ACT and their partners, I think it's like four tracks and the American-Canadian Tour itself. They counted so far this year, 21 different winners in the ACT late models. Damn. Between all four or three of those tracks, or four of those tracks, plus the American Canadian tour, because Tommy Carey, the third, won the ACT race. I forget where it was. Oxford. Was it Oxford? Yeah, yes, Oxford. it was Oxford. You're right. So, Tommy Carey, I think it was his third tour win, but he won that one. So, that was the 21st. And the guy who won at Thunder Road was like the 20th. I forget his name. No,
0: that's awesome. That's you know you do like to see
2: a little bit you know see everybody
0: get in on the fun that's good
2: yeah there's a lot of parity and they have a lot of different rules packages like they got 4 or 5 different engines you can run and you know like they they offer a shock package where you can buy like eight <laughs> different part numbers but they're all the same you know okay so you like so one
0: so one yeah you can go with leninism or you can go with stalinism or you can marxism. go with Tro- marxism trotskyism uh, <laughs> yeah you can do all those things you know things. castroism Right, Taoism, yes, Taoism, <laughs> yes. You could do all those things, all the different forms of communism. I just want to always been Chartistism,
2: right. <laughs> I wanted to send out though a, one special congratulations to uh, Street Stock, or as they call them, Flying Tigers competitor and uh, Adam Maynard. Yes, uh, with the with the Grand Prix. Yeah, he has a Grand Prix bodied car, which is awesome. It's painted up like the Levi Garrett uh, Jeff Bodine car, which looks kind of cool. Cool dude. And he's a cool guy. You know, just a simple team, low-budget dude. We pitted with him when we were racing up at New Hampshire that one year. Yeah, New Hampshire Motor Speedway we were Good next dude. to those guys. Nice guys. He picked up his second career win ever at Thunder Road on Thursday night. Would you care to guess how long it took him to get his first? 25 years. 20. 20. Yeah, 20 years. It ahead. took this man 20 years to get his first win. It took him one to get his second. I believe they were at two different racetracks, too, which is cool. So he won at Thunder Road. Getting the hang of it. Yeah, there you go. And he's finally figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> good shit. Nah, he's a nice guy. I figured I'd mention it. So. Oh, good shit. That's yeah, cool. it's cool. I like seeing new guys win. All right. So anyway, where were we? Do we have any more in the local stuff? I don't even remember. I I mean, think that's, that's the fun. end of local stuff. I think you have to go into national, Brent. All right. Because the truck race, I actually kind of caught up on this one by watching it because I record all the races on my YouTube TV account. So I can literally go back and re-watch everything that happened and then just hit the button on my fire stick and fast forward through all the commercials. So I can just watch a race in an hour, hour and a half, which is really nice. Uh, instead of watching like the 15-minute um, review or whatever you want to call it on um, <laughs> on YouTube or something. Uh, so it is a little bit better, but the trucks were at mid Ohio with the Arca series. I think they were running a double header or something like that. Um, the race started about an hour late because of heavy rain. Like they tried to get it started. Uh, and it, the mist was so bad. They had to pull the thing in. Like they said, Nope, these guys still can't see even with wipers and lights and all this stuff. It's so bad. They can't see. So I think they had a yellow, like a not even a, a full lap into it. I think they made it three turns, and they threw the yellow back out. Um, before they even really got started, they had trucks spinning out on pace laps, for God's sakes. Let's see. With the rain out, uh, by lap six, I counted 12 spins throughout the field. <laughs> by lap six, a dozen spins. Uh, it was actually pretty awful viewing, Uh, I didn't watch a truck race at all, so this is all new to me. Yeah, it was pretty awful as you watched guys literally just try not to spin out at half speed in the rain. Did they have slicks? Did they change them over? No, they had rain tires.
0: They still just spinning out. Well, you know, that bed of the truck is empty unless you put a load of
2: gravel in it. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's still a race car underneath. You you can move lead around, (laughs) to be fair. (laughs) Uh, Lap eight, finally. port of wood in the back of them
0: fuckers. They'll get some traction.
2: Finally, on lap eight, a real caution would come out when Tanner Gray spun off into the gravel trap and got stuck. Lap 18, two more trucks would spin off into a gravel trap, and a full course caution would end stage one. The sun came out, though, under the stage end, and tire strategy would catch a lot of guys out because it got sunny, like, immediately. I was like, oh, boy, this is going to change a lot of stuff. So guys were on, some guys were still on rain tires and the track was almost dry. So I'm like, oh, you guys are screwed. But a lot of guys had changed over to slicks. But it didn't seem to matter. Lawless Allen spun through a gravel trap and then uh, instead of, you know, backing up because he'd gone through it, he just put the thing in first and then drove back into it and got stuck. Uh (laughs) He
0: does pretty good for special needs.
2: Uh, Even with the track dry, they were still all over the place and spinning out everywhere. Uh, Teammates, we saw this before, but teammates, Ty Majeski and Ben Rhodes made contact when Rhodes chopped Majeski into one of the left-handers, sending them both off while racing in second and third. There were so many cautions by this point for trucks beached in the sand and guys spinning out and getting stuck. I literally stopped counting and stopped writing notes. Like It takes a lot for me to just have it with a race and just give up. <laughs> but this race I did. At the end, though, they Corey... They spent more time in the beach than David Hasselhoff. Oh, shooter. Boo. <laughs> oh, shooter. That's uh, oh, Happy my. Gilmore?
0: I you think so. You pieces of shit like you for breakfast.
2: You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? Right. Uh, anyway, by the end of it, Corey Heim started up front. Had one minor issue, but rebounded and led led the rest of the way for the win. I think it was his second of the year. So that was uh, not a great road course race when they usually put on halfway decent shows. All right. All right, we got to talk about Atlanta. Because um, I'm seemingly in the minority on Atlanta. Uh, Thankfully, this race was more like a super speed. I'm talking about Xfinity. So there wasn't a rash of cars spinning into the gravel because there was a little rain or they don't know how to race on a road course. So luckily, this wasn't that. We'll get into it. We'll get into the cup race and why I think everybody who liked it was uh, out of their minds. Lap 28. Let's move forward in this Xfinity race. Parker Kligerman lost a left rear tire and would spin, resulting in a yellow Uh, personally, I think this track will race better when we get a little age in it, uh, or it'll just be a top-lane-only track where you're unable to pass on the bottom like it is right now. No,
0: it'll get better if we ever put horsepower to it. We'll see. Which I'm not holding my breath.
2: (laughs) Right. Lap 52, John Hunter Nemechek slid up the racetrack because he was having some handling issues or something. He slid up into Parker Retzlaff, who got knocked in the left rear, slid bad sideways, but he saved it. NASCAR didn't seemingly expect him to save it, and they made <laughs> they threw a yellow for a sideways car. That's happened a
0: few times, though.
2: They didn't expect him to save it, and he did. That happens every now and then. They
0: don't expect a driver to save it, and then they hit the button. It's not unheard of, but yeah.
2: I kind of didn't expect him to save it either, <laughs> let's be fair.
0: I mean, at that sometimes the guy's sideways long longer. So, All right, just throw it. Yeah, but he saved it.
2: All right, where were we? Oh, I had to ask this question. Is it me, or are these guys not taking any shit from Ty Gibbs anymore? <laughs> Man. Well, they don't have to race against him every week. Because he's been making some starts, like some part-time starts, and they were giving him nothing. Anytime they got near him, they run into him or run him down under the the yellow line or freaking smash into him. I'm like, man, they are taking no oh, they're quarter. They were tired
0: of his shit last year.
2: Yeah, they're finally giving it back You know, a few years too yeah. late. Right. Uh, but anyway, I appreciated that. Uh, as Gibbs, later on, would pit for a flat tire, a big wreck on lap 88 involving Anthony Alfredo Ryan Sieg, Sam Mayer, kind of. I think he missed the majority of it, though. Brandon Jones, Sheldon Creed, Jeffrey Earnhardt, Riley Herbst. I mean, you know, all the other normal guys who crash every week. I think I went through all of them. Um, (laughs) At least. (laughs) Well, let's see. I got Sieg, Brandon Jones, Anthony Alfredo, Sheldon Creed, Jeffrey Earnhardt, Riley Herbst. Yeah, that's pretty much all of them. Uh. Herbst was kind of the trigger of this incident because he cut a left rear while in traffic, and that's just a recipe for disaster. Anyway, it's not going to come back from that one. Yeah. Not technically his fault, I guess, but uh, shit happens. Let's see. The race for the lead at, well, it was awful. <laughs> Anytime somebody... <laughs> yes,
0: it's has been Awful.
2: Anytime, think about it. Anytime somebody would make a move to the bottom, the top lane would just close up and get rid of them.
0: Yep, they would just yeah, they would just swallow them up. Yep.
2: Three to go. Parker Chase would spin off of turn four, but drove it down pit road, so the boring race for the lead would continue. Uh, then the guy who was actually trying to pass for the lead, Austin Hill, would go around f- uh, from the fourth spot because he got spit back that far, and that would bring out a yellow. Uh, Yeah, he was like the only car attempting to make moves and trying to pass, and every single time he would shoot to the bottom, he would get next to the leader, and then since he didn't have help, he went straight backwards, and then build another run, get up next to the leader, and then go straight backwards, because that's how it works. they
0: needed help.
2: I'm just going to say this now before the cup race, because it's on my mind, and Jesse brings it up. I am not going to call a race good, when you are required to have help in order to pass people. I've
0: been saying this since
2: 1988. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pass at these super speedway type races without help. If you can pass on your own, that's a good race. Okay. But when you need help, that's boring because you're like, wow, we're seeing a pass for elite. No, we're not. <laughs> He's trying again. Nope. Oh, well. Darn. But I'll solidify that statement by saying this. Uh, Let's see. Justin Haley would lose the lead in overtime to John Hunter Mimacek because every car behind him ran out of gas, and therefore he what? Lost all of his help. So... Help. John Hunter Mimacek would drive away because he had help, but since he took the top lane...
0: He had help.
2: Through three laps in that overtime finish, or two laps, or however many it is, absolutely nobody made a move for the lead. Not one car. It was first, second, third, come around for the white, first, second, third, and finish. No challenge for the lead whatsoever. You know what's funny is that restrict your
0: plate races. I'm going to bring a, a movie reference into it if I may. Go ahead. Well, you see, restrictor play races are like the Hollywood classic High Noon. We
2: should call them Super Speedway races because they don't. Which is considered
0: a, a classic. More. It's a classic Gary Cooper Western, mm-hmm. uh, nineteen fifty-two, where a town marshal, who feels like he he's struck between fighting alone or begging for help a gang of killers, and and, and as opposed, you know, so he has to run around town and shit and try to beg people for help and no one will help them. And, that's, and he's like, oh, no, i got to face this gang of killers alone as an outlaw and blah, blah, blah. I can't get people to help. Where real? Where um, Howard Hawks and John Wayne were so pissed off at that movie, they made the movie Rio Bravo in 1959. Which is a lot more badass. <laughs> because <laughs> cause he said... Fuck it, we don't need help. What is this bullshit?
2: What is this sissy this is shit? John Wayne
0: had enough charisma to gather a few people to come help him, which was Dean Martin and Ricky Nelson, and they went out there, and you know what? They faced a gang of killers, and they got shit done. Mm-hmm. Only John Wayne could do. That's what I think it is. That's what I think restric- restricted play racing is cowardly high noon. Everything else is real bravo. Which is but which is macho and badass.
2: Did uh Shane Van Gisbergen need arrow help to make passes at Chicago? No. No, he didn't. He needed talent and skill to win that race and that's what he used. He didn't need
3: What was a better race? Chicago or Atlanta?
2: Oh, Chicago. Shockingly, Chicago. With, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna second guess that. That was Chicago. I
0: even yeah, I hate to say that it was Chicago.
2: I'll eat crow all day on it. I don't give a shit as long as it was good. I don't care. I can be wrong I, as long as it's good. What do you I didn't like?
3: really get to give my take last week, but I was impressed at the product it put out.
2: Yeah, I didn't get your take. We might as well have it. So yeah, I mean, we both expected it to be a lot more narrow so it wouldn't give up as good a racing, but apparently it was really wide and I'm like, oh shit, it's wide. So that means maybe we'll actually see some breaking and passing and stuff and I bet you if it was dry we would see a lot more of it because the wet just screwed everything up. And I want to see it dry, but I don't really think we're going to see it with the leadership that's in place now, but oh well.
0: Yeah, we thought it we thought we all thought Chicago was going to go as well as a blind orgy in an earthquake.
2: <laughs> blind orgy <laughs> in an earthquake. It's just you fuck all over the place. Fuck all over having to feel it out. <laughs> Yeah, we I mean, let's be fair. We went off of our own experiences because typically typically a uh street race is usually trash because they're narrow and the turns suck, but this one was actually laid out pretty well and I will eat crow on it. So, that's fine. As long as I'm wrong and they did they did well, that's fine. I can be wrong. I'm nobody. Better than Atlanta. Right, it was far better than Atlanta. I liked it more because I found it to be more exciting, because Justin Haley actually put up a fight at the end. All right. Let's move on to uh, Cup Series half of a race or whatever it was at Atlanta. I think that this track, to be fair, if they do a little bit of, of work on these cars and they get the track to wear in a little bit more so the cars slide around, I think you'll see better racing, but I still just don't like the concept of having it be... Some super speedway race. I just don't like it because super speedway racing is kind of anticlimactic and boring. You need help to pass. And if you don't have it, you're not going anywhere. And if you're in line, you can't pass anyway, because if you get out of line, then everybody goes by you. Yeah. They combine the boringness of a traffic
0: jam with the speed of 200 miles an hour.
2: Yeah. Death defying speeds of no passing in traffic. Yeah, I've been was, on 95 in beach traffic. It's about the same. I, just, I can't get out and go anywhere. And then Michael Douglas walks out of his car in the
0: middle of the of the straightaway and just says, I just want to go home. It's falling and down. And
2: many different <laughs> follies befall him along the way. Yeah. It's falling down. What a great movie. <laughs> it really was great. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. Why won't you leave me alone? Yeah. <laughs> fucks with the two guys in the dirt lot uh let's see uh let's go to the cup series at atlanta A couple spins by harrison burton and william byron would bring out natural yellows but otherwise the action was fairly boring until the end of stage one when they actually decided to try to race for some points uh and even then i mean it was just kind of the leaders at that point lap 93 Kyle Larson got turned around after bobbling in traffic. Chase Briscoe and Austin Hill spun to avoid, but uh, nobody wrecked. Somehow, a lot of flat tires. Lap one twenty-five. Eric Jones and Corey LaJoy got together.
0: Okay, oh, I ask you a question. I'm None. sorry. To go interrupt. ahead. Interrupt. Let me know when you get to a three to go. I have a surprise for you.
2: Okay. Okay, go. I actually have that in my notes. I'm sure I don't. You do. I don't have that specific number in my notes, but I have whatever. Anyway. Let's see here. Lap 125, Eric Jones and Corey LaJoy got together. LaJoy would spin in turn two, collected Ross Chastain and Fartin' X. and they all had damage but would continue. Fartin' (laughs) Drew I can't not call him Fartin'. I mean, when you give up on your cancer-riddled girlfriend, that's (laughs) not really cool. So he's
3: fartin'.
2: Uh, Damn. Uh. Anyway. Five to go in stage two. Alex Bowman got loose and caught Denny Hamlin off turn four. They would spin to the inside. Caution, both would continue. 88 to go. Kevin Harvick would spin and keep going. No caution, possibly because there was weather in the area. Uh, My next notes are 82 to go, but you go ahead. (laughs)
0: They're spinning back in 5th and 6th. Let me do that again. The
2: driver of the 34, ow! We gotta down. spin! Ow! They're
3: spinning back oh. in 5th
2: and 6th. like an old lady who just Ryan got her handbag Ow!
3: Wallace.
2: <laughs> Every fuck ow, week...
3: Ow! <laughs> we gotta spin!
0: Every fuck week, we gotta hear some high-pitched southerner. You know, scream, Oh, We gotta spin! Ow! Ow! We can't have any fucking testosterone. We, got, we can't have any fucking testosterone in the booth. Or we get Rick Allen or whatever goes car number goes around. Oh, no. Relevant car number in the middle of it caused by insignificant car number. Third.
3: (laughs) Okay, this is fucked up. Rick Allen is the fucking worst. He's not the worst. He's pretty fucking annoying. I would rather (laughs) listen to Danica.
2: Ooh. (laughs) There's a lot of, you know.
3: All Rick Allen does is he takes what Dale and Jeff says says, and regurgitates it in a different way. He's That's like a. All he, he does.
0: He's a pull toy, pull toy. Card number goes he's, around trouble.
3: He's a booming but attention-getting voice. That's the cow all he goes is. Play that is his playoff palette.
0: implications. <laughs> The cow goes terrible
3: at racing, Mm. but every
0: every fucking week we gotta listen to a high pitched southern. I mean, I swear to God, if Jeff Foxworthy had a baby with Jeff Foxworthy, it would sound like (laughs) Dale fucking (laughs) Junior. You might be redneck, really. I think they are. Yes,
2: really. How about
0: you take your cock ring off and let your balls hang down a little bit, (laughs) and then have a little bit of deep testosterone and flow to your voice.
2: Frank Thomas sells that product, he could probably get on board with it. Fuck, dude. He looks great. (laughs) Women dig that shit. She'll like it too. Also get a tan. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, you know, we got to think about this a little differently because you and I and all of us- I can't stand it. We all grew up really spoiled for announcers. We had- Yeah. We had, I mean- The metaphor. (laughs) What the fuck was that? (laughs) Roger. Just calling me. Stop it. <laughs> Um No, but we had great announcers. I mean, we had, um, what was it? Benny Parsons and Bob Jenkins. Bob Jenkins, that is the name. Mike Joy. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Buddy Baker was good Oh, also. Buddy Baker was good, yeah. Eli Gold. Um. Let's see. Yeah, you, if you had you, TNN, you, obviously. You said, uh,
0: oh. Yeah, Benny Parsons. Yeah. What about
2: the Indy 500 there? Paul Page, we had him. Paul Page is wonderful. Can you handle that, please? Because I'm done with this uh, interrupting, nonsensical, blipping sounds coming from the background. (laughs) I'm trying. I know, I know. Actually, like, physically go take care of it, but uh, nah we won't do that, obviously. Just kind of. Anyway, again, we do this live to tape. So um, we'll have to let him know he can't. You
0: have to wait, boy. We're on
2: Facebook. Sorry. Can't call. This isn't a call-in show, so yeah, not, and, not yet. <laughs> not yet, at least. Yeah. You can Yeah, leave we had,
0: we, and we know yeah, we had Mike Joy. We have, we
2: have Kyle Ricky. I mean, uh, Larry McReynolds is still good too. Let's be. He's fair. all right, but he's a little high-pitched too. Yeah, but he's from Alabama. You got to give him a, a little bit of credit.
0: Yeah, we had uh, uh, what's his name. Uh, all the MRN announcers are, are all the Southerners are high-pitched all, because
2: uh, we all, kicked their asses in the Civil War back we kicked into them poverty. in the poverty balls. So they had
0: to <laughs> William, Tecumseh, William Tecumseh Sherman went down to Georgia and kicked him
2: in the fucking dick. Yeah, that's, that's why, why they why. haven't. It's all genetic now. You have to wait for that shit to come. No, back.
0: yeah, no. We you, we have good MMR announcers, good pure announcers, but you know everybody wants a drivers taken. Drivers are fucking retarded. By the way, why do also... you think this show sucks? Um, because we're all drivers and we have nothing good to fucking say. <laughs>
2: Oh, by the way, I forgot a name. We, we had Barney Hall as well. Barney Hall's a goddamn legend, and yeah. Ken Squire, too. Oh, yes, we had him, too, yes. Uh, Chris Economaki, kind of a dinosaur. Yeah, but he was still good. But he
0: was good at his job.
2: Yeah. Loved him. So, like I said, we grew up really spoiled for <laughs> announcers. Now they're more TV personalities than they are, because a lot of these guys, Is when your- they went to TV, came from radio. Yeah. And in order to call a race accurately, you had to be on radio, because those guys do a phenomenal job. Even today, they still do a phenomenal job. Like, I'd rather listen to the race on the radio, especially MRN, before I watch it on TV. Actually, I'll put the race on TV and listen on MRN. 34, oh, we no, I'm good on that. Thank I you. I can't do it, bro. The old, he sounds, like I said, he sounds like an old lady who just got his purse snatched.
0: Yeah. Hand me, you young man. Unhand me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you treat an old lady? These kids nowadays they their
2: By the way, the spin that he's referencing was 82 to go or 83 or whatever the hell it was. Thanks for getting us back on the track, Brent. I Uh, appreciate it. When Ryan Priest, who was having a good run in the top 10, uh, had an accordion happen right around him and got caught in the checkup, turned by Ricky Stenhouse, because obviously you get further back in the accordion, they're going to slow down less and less. Yep. So Stenhouse was that guy, and that just happens. He collected Bubba Wallace, they spun, and uh, somehow didn't get hit by anybody else, even though they were like mid-pack, mid-corner. So, yeah, Ryan had a nice run, just completely wasted, so that sucks. Yeah. Wow, Chris Buescher barely made it through that one.
0: Yeah, everybody did a good job avoiding action. Yeah, it's a phenomenal job by everybody to miss that. Even though everybody's hammered on the floor.
2: And that would pretty much end the race, uh, because with 75 to go, NASCAR had played it conservative after the yellow, because there was a lot of rain in the area. And as soon as it became noticeable, like the rain falling, they brought cars down pit road. And at 10 p.m., they called the race official, declaring William Byron the winner. That upset a lot of people that were willing to sit there and watch it until two or well, three in the morning because apparently they had a window. But it's like, well, yeah, the, you but know, the, the viewers Hendrick, are all gone the Hendrick, by then. Uh, conspiracy people. Oh well, yeah, you gotta you gotta deal with them now. They fed them. They mm-hmm. ate. A lot of people were like, "Why did NASCAR wait so long?" And it's like. Aren't you the same people who bitched the time that they all went off into turn three at Daytona and freaking wrecked because it was raining and nobody did anything about it? Yeah. This time they actually did something about it, made sure they didn't wreck a bunch of cars, and brought them to pit road. Because they knew it was close, and they were like, look, we might have to wait this one out just to be safe. And they did, and they did the right thing. And if it was the end of the race, they would have had three green-white checkers and made sure that they wiped the whole rest of the field out organically but that's beside the point Um, by the way this race got oh but uh, I think I forgot to mention did I mention Eric Jones was the winner yeah I did it's like his fourth win of the year whatever but they had 75 laps to go whatever at least they didn't call it before halfway like they did in the Xfinity race Uh, the Jeff Gluck poll why don't we go do that it was 87.2% yes that it was a good race 12.8% no. I can see why people thought it was a good race. Uh, The the, the asphalt's starting to wear in a little bit. It's starting to get cars to slide around. That's good. That's what we need. We need cars to slide around. Um, We need cars to lift because then you'll gain separation. And then you'll actually have good racing instead of it being full throttle and hope for the best. Which is exactly what they did with this. Um, I personally... Still don't think we're there yet. I still don't think it was really that great of a race uh, because you still require, not need, require help. Help. You require help from someone else in order to make passes. Did you see Brad Keselowski trying to pass for the lead by himself? Did it work? No. When he finally got help, he passed for the lead. But when he didn't, he didn't. You still require help. I still like organic racing better when you can build runs and actually use your talents to pass other cars instead of just being hammered down, turn the wheel and hope to god somebody's behind you so that you can pass somebody. I just don't consider that to be good racing. Was it ex- this this poll needs to be renamed. It needs to be renamed was this an exciting race? Because this isn't good by my stretch, but for some people, I can see why they would consider it to be exciting, except for the fact that you don't see cars passing. I
0: don't know. I'm just disillusioned with the whole thing, and I'm thinking about walking away.
2: I like that they're trying things. I mean, yeah, we kind of shit on them for the road or the street course thing, but again, that was they're kind of one and zero, but that could change if they go to a different place. You know what I mean? Like, what if they went to Manhattan? That would not be great. Not happening. That wouldn't never... you can't you can't do Manhattan. Number one, it's not gonna happen. Number two, I don't think it would be as good. You know what I mean? It, I really it'd be a don't logistical think... nightmare.
0: You can't do it you can't do it in Boston either because it's been under construction since seventeen fifty.
2: And all the streets there are all fucked up anyway, so mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, go down Yawkey Way and tell me that street ain't fucked up and narrow. Anyway, um I would like to see stadium trucks in San Francisco stadium trucks are the only. You know with
0: You know with the Those really high, those stair-looking, fucking streets. You know, with the with the sharp drop off.
2: Oh yeah, like really like, with, tall like streets, the like the bullet chase or something. Yeah, recreate the bullet chase scene and let's make that a road you course. Know? Yeah, yeah. Stadium That'd super be trucks, fun, but they run over heroin needles and pop their tires. That... Well, no, they got really thick rubber on those tires, so they might be able to do it. Well, but might pop the tires. Stadium super trucks are the only race cars racing series whatever the case is that can do any street course and make it fun yes. there's a best racing series ever bottom line probably I love them because they don't have they don't need speed they don't need arrow and they put on phenomenal racing and if the race kind of strings out well fuck it we're throwing a caution at halfway anyway to you know bring the field back together <laughs> done have fun again. All right, does anybody have any final thoughts to add? Because I don't have anything else. Maybe about the Atlanta race, maybe about anything else that I didn't kind of let you interject on? Or Phil's on mute.
3: (laughs) I don't have anything.
2: There he is.
3: (laughs) I've been exporting video. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I've got a camera system uh, in New Jersey that the police have contacted us. They need some help. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, so you're working. Oh, okay. So there's a dead
2: body at whatever this minute and second is on this camera. (laughs) So you're working right
3: now. You're you're working. I'm working and podcasting.
2: I figured he was a little extra quiet because he was probably doing something.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no. Sometimes this is my life lately.
2: Well, you I did, did this. Uh, take a week at off.
3: Six, I did this at 6.45 a.m. the other day, floating at the sandbar about a mile and a half off the shore of Isla Marata, watching the sunrise. <laughs> and I just laughed. I was like, what the fuck is going on?
2: What am I doing with my life? I could do that on my pontoon boat when I finally get it. Then I can uh, tether my laptop to my phone. But I don't work on a computer. I hold a steering wheel and throw things out the window for a living. All right.
3: You're probably smarter. No. <laughs> no,
2: I'm not. You get air conditioning and I don't. All right. Anyway, Jesse, any more final thoughts? Negative. Any last little minute things to do? All right. Cool. We're right on two hours anyway, so let's wrap it up. You can find this podcast on every major podcasting platform. You can find us on Instagram at Making Labs Podcast. Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. Send us some feedback, won't you, to anchor.fm slash Making Laps if you want to hear your, uh, hear your own voice on the show. Or you can write to us over at Making Laps Podcast at gmail.com. You can find me over on Instagram and Twitter at Brink Gleason01. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Brent Gleason. I dropped the old 01 for that one, so it's even more simple.
3: You can find Phil at. At PJX Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube,
2: and uh, you can find Jesse here every Monday recording.
1: You can find me hanging out with mommy under the fort.
2: Oh, they built a fort, and they, it was actually is pretty rad out there. So
1: I asked her to hang out with me.
2: Oh, that's cool. How do? By the way, how do we end the show?
1: Keep the dirt head down, and stay offense. Thank you for listening.
2: Thank you all for listening. I greatly appreciate it. High five.